0: The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame Show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel.
1: Well, hello and good afternoon, everyone, from a sun-drenched pit here at Elder High School. And a very beautiful day, very breezy day. And we welcome everybody tuning in on AM 740 WNOP, Sacred Heart Catholic Radio, and 910 AM up in Middletown area and 89.5 out in Hamilton. And heck with uh, all the availability on uh, both Sacred Heart Radio's uh, app, uh, listening, streaming, and EH Sports, Whatever, twenty-five different time zones across the world you're listening to. Welcome. We, we're glad to have you here on a very solemn day, Steve. Nine uh, the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven, and uh, you know we've done these games so many times uh, You know, talking about this week and talking about uh, all the memories of it, and you know I can remember. Uh, years ago, we would say, well, the, the, the guys playing in this game, they were just in grade school when this happened. Then would got to the point where the guys uh, that play are playing in the game today, they were just in kindergarten or they were in preschool. Now we're getting to that point, and it's probably a couple years now, that the guys playing in this game were not even born. Uh, yeah, this in, happened uh, three ago. to four
2: years before they were born right. uh, for most of them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it, it seems like yesterday, and it seems like forever ago. Um, you, I mean, you, you watch some of the footage of what happened that day, and some of the, the stuff that they've been broadcasting recently, and it takes you right back to that moment. But then you think about everything that's gone on since then, and and how you know you know never forget, and you know seems like a lot of people did.
1: Yeah, it, unfortunately, it does. Of uh, course, very memorable the the Saturday game here at the pit on a, after the the 9-11 tragedy with the remember the the Cincinnati Fire Department out, out uh, in the open end of the pit with a big American flag and it was very moving and yeah it's it's uh it's one of those things you know in, in our lifetime uh you know the war uh, World War II ended in 1945 20 years later that was 1965 and that's you know I was born in 59 and you know that seemed like ancient history to me, uh, and, and unfortunately, that's what's happening here uh, with it. But uh, it's a very memorable game day. Uh, and to all the people that lost their lives, I, I was kind of looking through some of the some some just little facts on that. The youngest uh, passenger uh, to die that day on one of the planes that crashed in was a two-year-old girl that was going to Disneyland for her first trip to Disneyland. Uh, the new york city fire department lost three hundred forty three firefighters that day and uh... the south tower when it collapsed it hit a magnitude of two point one on the uh, Richter scale and the north tower two point three so uh... you know the the impact of that uh, was felt all through manhattan island and it was just one of those days that it, it, it's ingrained in your mind and you don't want to harp on it you don't want to blah 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 but it, it's uh, uh, well, you 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 want to remember it and and but you we know, we got football to play. You, today. you do
2: want to remember it, but there, there are a couple of different ways to remember it. Mark, um, I don't know if you saw the Enquirer today, Paul Doherty's ar- article about and, and uh, there's a book called uh, "The Day the World Came to Town." A, a little place up up in Newfoundland uh, called Gander it used to be where all the international flights would stop um, before they came to the United States or Canada, and. They they moved that airport because the the jets had longer capacities so they could get to their destinations, but on, on that day when they shut down airspace, everybody went to Gander and there was more people coming to to Gander in the the, the area than the population. If there was seven thousand people there, eight thousand came to town. So the story is just all about how the people just for three four or five days just turned their stopped their lives. Did everything for the people that were there um, one of the, the Paul Dockery's articles about a P&G executive who was there and hopes to, re, to return but the, there's several different books there's actually a Broadway play Come From Away th- that's about that which was my first exposure to, to the event when I saw that it's like I had, had no idea that stuff like this happened and if you read it it's a very positive spin on, on, on just how good people are
1: I have seen some uh, little YouTube videos of that day in Gander, Newfoundland, and uh, it it was very, very moving. But uh, like I said, we have a little bit of high school football. We have uh, coming into town here at the pit from Cleveland, the St. Ed's uh, football team. You look out there, they they look like the Green Bay Packers.
2: (laughs) They they do, and in size too. And, and, uh, you know, as they're known in the Cleveland area as – the, the public school all star team. They, they have a lot of people on their team from a, a lot of areas of Cleveland uh, and uh, uh, think, uh, well, never mind. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, we know where you're going. With they're, that. they're a very skilled team um, um, and uh, yeah, they're 3 0 coming in, into this game. Really, this will be uh, the, their first big test of the season that they handily won against Mentor last week. But I I think this is going to be their first big test, plus the big road uh, traveling down here. So that that changes everything. But we'll talk all about that in in a little bit.
1: Well, Steve, uh, last week uh, a team that no one had really heard or knew much about, uh, Beacon Hill, uh, came into town, and uh, Elder got a a, a, a much-needed win uh, to add to the pile. But it was one of those teams that uh, was, eh, whether it's going to be beneficial or not, but it was a game. They had a. They were able to play the game and and get everybody. Everybody on the roster got in, and, and that's a, a good booster.
2: Thing. Everybody out there right now that are in purple and and white pants, which is my favorite uniform combination. Uh, when when you know, everybody out there, they're now invested. They're not wondering when they're going to get in. What two minutes are going to get in? Am I going to get in when we're getting killed? You know what's going to happen? You know they've all been in. They've experienced the pit on Friday night. And, and, and you get some buy-in there, so I, I think a game like that, even though it's like, oh, we shouldn't do that, or it's like, it was, it was great for the program. It was great for the kids, and ultimately, the kids is what this whole thing's about.
1: Yeah, they uh, forty-seven to nothing was the outcome, uh, but uh, it, it was an interesting game. The fact that it was a, a home game at the Pit, people were excited. Good crowd. It, it, it just, I think, was an uplifting experience for me because I, I missed Week One, uh, the Cub Cat game. I was out of town, so it was a. Uh, it, it brought back, oh, the good old days with real people here, the the grills and the food and everything, it, just like it will be today. So, uh, you know, Saturdays it's kind of a odd to be playing these games normally in the west side of town and all throughout the city. You have youth football being played uh, all over the city, or the west side of town, all the, the feeders that send their kids here. So I don't know if they adjusted their schedules or, like, sometimes they do they play them a little earlier or not. But, uh, you know, that's – Back in the day when I had young kids, that's what you did all day on Saturday. The team
2: that my grandson plays on—they're actually playing tomorrow up at Bishop Fenwick. Oh, so, wow! Uh, yeah, so uh, maybe they have the same scheduling problems Elder has. I don't know. <laughs>
1: right. So, but uh, we have a whole whole day of football here. We're going to be uh, uh, covering. Well, we'll recap scores from uh, all over from the city from last night. Some games are being played today. we we'll, we'll follow those, and later on today. We will have the post-game show out at Roosters uh, on uh, Crookshank. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting time. It'll be a dinner
2: time vibe for
1: a yeah, change. And, you know, yeah, you know, you get done. It's not so much let's go out after the game to get a snack. It's going to be let's go out and get dinner. So <laughs> join us out at Roosters. We're going to be talking football. Joining us at uh, as a guest, uh, Brian Flaherty, the head uh, coach for the uh, cross-country team, is going to be out there talking with us. And uh, – It'd be interesting to talk to him because he, he does a lot here at Side coaching. But uh, we're, we're talking yeah, assistant a lot.
2: principal as well. Yeah, and yeah, uh, you know, they had two match, two meets today. So I don't know if he bi located or how he did that, but they sent uh, they they split their squads up and, and went to two different locations today. So uh, uh, you know, interesting day for him. And then he's going to show up at Roosters. So uh, thank you, sir.
1: All right, well, we're going to take first time out. We come back, we're going to look at this game in depth right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
3: I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999, and on the web at mercy.com.
0: Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct choice is Coldwell Banker Realty. Their name has changed, but you can continue to expect the same service they provided in your community for many years. Coldwell Banker Realty is your Westside expert. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience, knowledge, and agents that are equipped to handle all situations and allow buyers and sellers to succeed. Coldwell Banker Realty, 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com. Support the team that supports elder football, Joseph Toyota, located on Colerain Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and... Buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Coleraine Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team!
3: Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
1: And we're back at the pit, a nice sunny day and very breezy. We have a wonderful breeze coming in the left side of the press box here. Uh, Very comfortable here uh, if you are looking for... Uh, great afternoon! Come on out to the pit. I know you got to get that app and download the app. So you, all the ticks are digital now. I don't know if the outcome of it's it's COVID, it's, it's, but
2: it'll be worth it today. It's a beautiful day to be out here, and you talk about that wind you know, as we get into the game. That may play into the kicking game because it's a pretty strong wind coming out of the south southwest. So it's blowing out of the horseshoe. So teams traveling to the horseshoe trying to kick, you know, may or may not have a little bit of an issue w- with with that wind. Uh, so that you know may or may not play into the the kicking and some of the passing game.
1: I can hear the wind on my headset <laughs> from the crowd mic going out there. So, well, let's see. If, let's get folks caught up if you haven't checked the scores uh, today on uh, in the Enquirer or wherever you like to find. Well, it wouldn't even be Enquirer; they don't print scores or anything <laughs> so anymore. So, but uh, let's go down the scores from last night.
2: So yeah, I'm looking at tomorrow's Enquirer because that's where you might be able to find them. Um, Greater Miami Conference action last night. Rain goes to two and two on the season with a thirty-three to thirteen win over Sycamore. Sycamore is at two and two now for the season and knotted and, uh, up with Colrain in, in GMC play as well. Fairfield gets off the snide this this uh, week with, with uh, uh, a thirty-four to fourteen win over Oak Hills. Oak Hills drops to zero and four. And Fairfield goes to one and two. Lakota East ringing up big numbers again, fifty-four to twenty-one over Hamilton. And Lakota East has scored one hundred and three points in the last two games wow. alone. So, so they're ringing the bell big. Uh, Lakota West with a win tonight or last night over Princeton. That was Princeton's first loss, and they were shut out. But Lakota West won that game twenty-four. 24- to, to nothing. It's hard
1: to be shut out in high school football anymore.
2: So so Lakota West goes to three and one. Princeton drops the three and one. But more importantly, that was Tom Bolden's 150th career win. So uh, congrats to Tom Bolden uh, on his 150th uh, career win. That's you know a lot of football. Most Cole of them Rain. over at Colerain. Yeah, yeah, a lot of football. Um, and, and uh, he's you know turned the Lakota West program on a dime. So uh, congrats for all that. Uh, Mason uh, snapped a two-game losing streak with a 40 to 7 win over Middletown and uh, they go to two and two on the season. In ECC action is uh, Kings over Anderson 35 to 28 close game. Kings go- remains unbeaten Wynton Woods over Lebanon, 17 to 13 Walnut Hills over Little Miami, 27 to 21. Milford over Turpin. 20 to to, uh, 13. Loveland uh, with a big win over West Claremont, 49 to 20. So, you know, those are are, uh, the Eastern Cincinnati Conference games. uh, In games, teams uh, from the uh, GCL South that were in action last night: Moeller, 25. Ironton, a D5 team from up north, 7. So, uh, Moeller goes to 4-0 on on the season. St. X also goes to 4-0 with with a. 41-10 Forty-one to ten win over Penn High School out of Indiana, and uh, they, actually uh, Saint X went up to Mishawaka, which is like a suburb of South Bend, or South Bend is a suburb of Mishawaka, depending on how you look at it. But right. but, but they're side by side up there. So uh, so Saint X took that long long drive up thirty-one to. to to enjoy uh, the Kokomo Speed Trap and uh, Lasalle with a 48-27 win over Louisville Trinity and Lasalle goes to three and one on the season, but Harbin-wise, they're three and zero because uh, the IMG team doesn't count in the Harbin standings. So that just goes in as a as a bye week for them, technically Harbin-wise, so they get the average of their points instead of nothing for a loss. So that uh, kind of worked out for LaSalle and, and you know, rolling the dice. And, and, and one of the bigger games last night that people were talking about um, how the mighty have fallen, McNick over Highlands last night, 27-21. Wow. So, um, you know, I think all the talent's heading uh, more to uh, the, the, the other school that, that Elder played earlier um, this year.
1: All right, well, let's look at more in depth uh, at tonight's, game or this afternoon's game or so programmed into saying tonight's game but into this afternoon uh saint ed's comes down to elder and uh it's going to be a very very challenging opponent here for the panthers
2: yeah saint ed's is all all that and a, a, a ham sandwich i mean they, they, they got it all going for them since uh, 2014 they've won three division one state titles uh the first week of play they they won over Central Catholic uh, 33 to 10. They uh, destroyed uh, Rock Creek Christian 56 to 18. And uh, last week over Mentor they won 47 to 7. Um, so that's where they are now in in this rivalry. Um, the Elder they've played uh, not every year but they've played on and off since 1996. Uh, Elder is seven and 10 against uh, St. Ed's St. Ed's has won three straight in this, uh, matchup and they've won four out of the last five games. So, uh, you know, St. Ed's is on a roll that way. Um, you know, but at home, it's a, 50, 50 deal uh, elders, four and four with them at home. Uh, they've won, they won in 96, they won in 2008. Um, they, they beat St. Ed's here in 2014. And that's a year that St. Ed's won state. Um, So, and I think they might have that type of team here tonight. And uh, they also won the last win was in 2016. They they won uh, 15 to nine against Saint Ed's. Uh, The most recent loss was uh, the uh, traveling up there in 2019. They lost uh, 42 to 25. So, um, you know, and, and if you remember in uh, 2003, Elder 31, St. Ed's seven in the state championship game. So, uh, Elder's four and four, uh, four wins, four losses at home. They're three wins, six losses when they travel up north, and they're seven and ten overall since 1996 against this program. And just talking about what this team has on the defensive line. The, the, they have a uh, defense tackle, uh, the uh, 6'4", 425, and Michael Kilbane, um, Wyatt Guedon, 230, Matthew Alderman, 264, Dwight Harvey, 275. So, you know, they, they, their front four on defense is just a bunch of horses. Elder's going to have a lot to uh, do to move those guys. And... and uh, Joe Castleberry. Um, he has an offer. He's a cornerback. He's an offer from Central Michigan. And uh, I guess the, the good thing is that their defensive backs aren't overly big. If, if Hamilton can get a little bit of time, he might be able to, to, to pick some of Elder's taller receivers over defensive backs if he can get some time. Um, their quarterback, Christian Ramos, is a dual threat. He runs and. Uh, and passes very well. Um, the one comment I saw says "Think of Peyton Ramsey." So, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, he's and we committed, know that. but he's committed to Bowling Green for baseball. Huh. so, uh, so, uh, I'm not sure what position, but I'm sure he's, yeah, you know, he's got it. Their their O line has two starting, re- re- returning starters, uh, and uh, they they average well over 270 pounds. Uh, Joseph Lavelle, 275. Ricky Wolverton, 298. Alexander Castros, 270, Giovanni Kennedy, uh, 275, and a sophomore, Ben Roebuck, 320, so uh, 6'8", 320. So that's a big boy. Um, So anyway, I I, I think, you know, they're going to give Elder everything that they can handle, but uh, Elder's shown against Pickerington Central, you know, with – you know, if there, there's some execution things, if that, that they could have gotten right, they were in that game, and Pickering and Central uh, was, uh, you know, bigger and stronger than, than Elder, and, and Elder just played smart. So I, I think, you know, Elders, Elder's got a shot if they stay in the game and, and you know, stay hanging until the fourth quarter. Keys of the game for St. Ed's is, uh, I think, down here they need to get a quick start. Special teams, Tom Kennedy, uh, if you're listening, uh, hidden yards, and, and it's a four-quarter game. Elder's going to keep coming. And uh, they have to know that in the fourth quarter, Elder's going to keep on playing and playing strong. And as I've said, I'm going t- this is going to be the key to every opponent. Keep an eye on number 12. They need to know where Drew Ramsey is at all time on offense or he's going to burn them. Um,
1: yeah, and Steve, real quick, I'll, I'll just go to the, some of the keys of the game for the Elder Panthers. Tom's not here today. He's on assignment, actually. He's going to the UC football game. So have fun there, Beautiful take for that yeah. up there. But, you know, you, you mentioned the Pickerington Central game, and I guarantee the St. Ed's coaches, that's the one they want this to look at and, and follow. So they're going to probably try to emulate the, the, the stifling of, of Drew Ramsey. And Elder knows that. Elder has got to prepare for that. So we, ne- we need to see some uh, – positive things from Luke Flowers and uh, perhaps even Will Summers in the backfield. And uh, the wide receivers, uh, you know, they're, they're going to get a lot of quick hitters because, uh, as you mentioned, Steve, St. Ed's is a big team, strong team. So they're going to have to do some quick hitters uh, to, to hit the, the – uh, the get some good good – Simple passes right. there. Right, and you talk about Will
2: Summers. He, he's unfortunately out with a collarbone injury, so, uh, you know, it's going to be next man up. I don't know who the, the next guy down, you know, as a backup uh, to, to Luke Flowers is. But, uh, unfortunately we're not going to see number 28 out there who was re- really playing well. He's, I think, the, the one injury that, that Elder's going to have to deal with today, and it's a, set, a backup running back. But, uh, you know, on a day like this, you're going to need all your horses. So we'll see who, who, they, who they pull out of the hat, which is why a game like last week was great because they got to see a lot of people touching the ball, a lot of people getting out there and, and doing things and, and uh, having fun playing football.
1: Elders on defense got to stop the big plays, uh, make them uh, – uh, drive, uh... the bend don't break type thing but i'm looking down on the field right now and i see lenny ready to talk to elder head coach doug ramsey let's go down on the field right now
4: well thanks mark i'm joined on the field by elder head coach doug ramsey and coach last week got a chance to look at everyone in the win versus beacon hill
5: yeah we did you know i thought that was great for for our guys you know who don't get to play a whole lot got a chance in to make some plays get in there and, and make plays do some things and, and i thought our kids all performed very well you know um, you know, they got in. They did what they're supposed to do, and and they played hard. And and, and when they had a chance to do something, that they did it. And I, I was really happy about that.
4: It was good to get back on track offensively, too.
5: Yeah, it was. You know, uh, again, it's, it's about about making plays, and you know, it, it's something we got we definitely got to do today. Make make plays when you get the opportunity.
4: Now, it's always a tough game, Lakewood Saint Edwards. And of course, this year will be no different. They started out three and zero. They're outscoring opponents 130 to 30 or so. Yeah. What do you think?
5: Uh, I think they're really good. Uh, they're big, physical, got some good skill. You know, you, you think when I, when I say big, so their smallest starting offensive lineman, smallest starting offensive lineman, is bigger than anybody on our team. You know, so so they're going to try to just want to mash us, you know, try to run the ball down our throat. And, and they'll, they'll try their best to keep us from running the ball, you know. So... It's going to be a game of can can we slow down their run and, and we got to take what they give us if they're going to play guys in the box and we're going to have to throw the ball you know it, you know so we'll, we'll have to see how how it plays out. Now this is the first of a couple of tough matchups back to back. You got Louisville St.
4: X next week and then St. X, which it doesn't get easier.
5: No, it doesn't. You know, and and that's that's the schedule this year. It's it's kind of why last week was kind of a nice little break. You know, having picked Central. You know, and then, and then a break uh, with that game and then roll into this and then and X and X and Molar. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a challenging schedule, but, you know, that's our, our thing right now. It's, it's not about the schedule. It's not about anybody we're playing. You know, we just got to focus on, on us and, and, and do what we're capable of doing, be the best that we can be, and, and, and we'll have chance.
4: Yeah, defense has played pretty well. How how they're going to shape up against this say, the Eagles' offense?
5: Yeah, you know we have played well on defense, and and I think that's that's you know can we can we match up to their size? I think will be the big key. Can we, you know. Can we keep them from, from chunking us at four or five, six yards per play? We've we got to get them off schedule. We have to have some good plays on first down to put them in second long and, you know, and, and to force them to throw the ball a little bit and, and do some things that they don't necessarily want to do. Now,
4: what you've been good at so far, I mean, Mowers he's done a really good job of kicking it off. The last seven or eight have been in the end zone.
5: Yeah, that's big, too, because, you know, when you, when you look at stats on that, when, when teams have to drive 80 yards, it's really hard to score a touchdown, you know, especially if you don't, if you don't get a big play. You've got to drive the field. Field, there's a chance somewhere along the line you're going to get a penalty. You know, you're, you're going to have somebody make a mistake, whatever it may be. If you got to go 11, 12 plays, so so that's 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 a big big thing for us. Big key tonight. They have a good return game, and we got to make sure the ball gets in the end.
4: Any other keys to tonight?
5: Um, just all the usual stuff. You know, we, we like I said, we, we we can't we can't have penalties. We can't we can't give away yards that way and put ourselves in in, in third and long situations. We have to be really good on. On first and second down, we need to be in a lot of third and threes, third and fours, uh, to have a chance, because they'll pin their ears back and they'll come get us if, if, if it's if it's too long. Health wise, everybody good? Yeah, we're in pretty good shape health wise. Okay,
4: well, thanks, coach, and good luck tonight. You're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Pregame Show on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
6: Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061.
7: Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Shoster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Safety footwear.
8: There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Elder Football on
9: Sacred Heart Radio is supported by affordable concrete specialists. ACS Concrete is the west side specialist of all small concrete jobs nobody else wants to do. No job too small. 513-305-6777. 513-305-6777. This is Bill Hemmer, Fox News Channel, elder class of 83. No one forgets their first time in the pit and neither do I. And today, with technology, I can catch every elder football game no matter where in the world the news takes me. The Prep Sports Radio Network and ehsports.com. Altiora and Go Panthers. Sometimes we take electricity for granted. I think we forget about the safety of our home's
1: electrical wiring. There's a home electrical fire in America every eight minutes, which is why Cooper Electric has a home electrical test called Current Safe. They test for faulty wiring, failing components, hidden fire hazards. Cooper Electric's Current Safe will help reduce the risk of fire and eliminate shock hazards. And Current Safe is the best test after a lightning strike. Cooper makes it easy. They offer an in-home consultation, and they won a Super Service Award in 2011. You'll be impressed. Cooper Electric 513-271-5000. Schedule your home to be Current Safe.
10: Cooper.
0: This is Archbishop Dennis Schnurr. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at SacredHeartRadio.com. Sacred Heart Radio. Wow. Take a step. Quarterback Pushes a mile forward. It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of, of the week. week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet and Lawrence Spurs. And by the Urology Group, the Lucian Showster team with Morgan Stanley, Hoting Realtors, Brosart Pharmacy, Fuller Information Systems, Bronze Roost, Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker Realty, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Joseph Chevrolet, Wardway Fuels, Robert Jones Plumbing, Red Wing Shoes, Artist Senior Living Bridgetown, Hemlock Hills Cabin Rentals of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Cooper Electric, and Rooster's Wings. And now, let's go down on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bancoe.
4: Well, good Saturday afternoon and welcome. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengel. Today, it's week number four of the 2021 high school football season. And this afternoon, back at the pit at Elder High School for the Prep Sports Radio Network, Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week, live around Cincinnati. You're hearing us on Sacred Heart Radio and around the world on the Sacred Heart Radio app and ehsports.com. This afternoon, it's Elder at 2-1, and one, taking on the 3-0 Lakewood St. Edward Eagles. Last week, Elder, they... Played a team from Beacon Hill with a 47-0 win. Meanwhile, the Eagles come in at 3-0 after beating Mentor handily 47-7. They've outscored their opponents 136-35. The Wardway Fuels game-time temperature is 81 degrees under sunny skies. Wardway Fuels provides heating and oil and propane for the home and business needs. Gas grills and pool supplies also available including parts and service. Wardway Fuels located at the corner of Glenway and Bridgetown Road at 513-574-0061. The Elder Panthers have won the, the uh, toss, but they have elected to defer. They will kick off going from right to left in their home purple jerseys with the white pants and the purple stripe. Maurer has been able to put these one this in the end zone a lot lately. Talked about it with Coach earlier and see if he can continue to do that to Lakewood St. Ed's, and that will go back, and it's taken out of bounds. So that went out of bounds and around the one-yard line. Phil, not a good start for the Panthers. Yeah, it just barely
11: went out at the one and looked like it had the distance. Now, one of the things I've been noticing all day uh, being up here on, on campus is that there is a, a stiff wind that is blowing uh, from from, from the, the horseshoe end straight into the school. And it, I mean, the flag is pointing right at the school, so he is going to be fighting a little bit of wind here in the first half with those kicks. Uh, St. Ed's is going to have that wind at their back coming out here, so they they get the ball at the 35 to start after that ball went out of bounds on a kickoff.
4: They line up with three wide receivers to the left, including Connor Goodall. Uh, They line up with that quarterback. It's going to be Christian Ramos, number four. He will set up in the backfield with Danny Evanich. One wide receiver to the right on the left to right on a first and ten at the 35. It's complete across the 40. And outside the 45 and out of bounds at the 49-yard line. It's Rashawn Manning, Jr. for St. Edwards, and he broke a couple of tackles.
11: Yeah, finally Zach Gutekunst runs him out of bounds. Nicholas Coleman was there first, but he, he just dove at him, dove right at his legs. You're going to have to break down to, to make some big ca- uh, you know tackles on Manning, Jr. He's not a guy that you can
4: just dive at because he's going to make a miss they got Delphia to the left side in a wide receiver slot. They've got one to the left of him and one to the right. Shotgun and a first and ten at the 49 for Lakewood St. Edwards. And a give to the right side. It's going to be Miller. Miller carries it to about the 45-yard line before he is taken down by Elders Bradley Horsenmeyer.
11: Yeah, Horsmeyer was able to get to his block and kind of get off it, but needs to work on you know, getting a field on that block. He did a good job uh, of getting off of it, but knocked back, lost a yard
4: or two. So short gain on second down, though. Second down at 7 at the 46, 11:25 left here in the opening quarter. No score. Three wide receivers to the left side. Shotgun formation for Ramos. Ramos to give up the middle, and that's inside the 40 to the 39-yard line. Uh, the gain for Evanovich. Ivanovich gets uh, to about, they're going to mark it right around the 39-yard line. It will be just short of the first down. This
11: big St. Ed's offensive line, one of the keys has always been whenever you played St. Ed's, you've got to get to that lineman first if he's able to get in and get to your pads, it's going to be hard to get off. So you got to make sure you make first contact and make those reads.
4: Two wide left, two wide right, third and one at the 40-yard line. Shotgun for Ramos, going to keep it himself. Gets inside the 35 to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, 40 yards for Ramos, and it's 6 nothing St. Ed's. Great job by
11: by St. Edwards reading that one as they all went right, and then a natural lane just showed up off the left side of the tackle. But Elder's defense had had a guy right there. Holland was almost kind of like deer in the headlights, didn't see him coming back and just didn't break down to make that tackle, and he was able to bust through as they they spread everything out. So St. Ed strikes
4: first and strikes quick. Lavelle looking to add the extra point. They set up with good all to hold. The snap, the kick, the, it is up, and this one is good. So with 10.42 remaining in quarter number one, it's Lakewood St. Edward's 7, and the Panthers nothing. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder
12: fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. We're the tri-state's fastest-growing Chevy dealer and pre-owned superstore. Plus, lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Introducing our brand-new, state-of-the-art Kelsey Collision Center, repairing all makes, all models, and working with all insurance companies. Plus, our newly Expanded Certified Service Center. From our elder family to yours, go Panthers Altiora. Visit us at kelseyshev.com.
4: Lynn Harvey and Phil Bengel back here at the pit on a Saturday afternoon. This game is brought to you by Artist Senior Living. When caring for a loved one with memory care issues, you need a partner like Artist Senior Living at 5799 Bridgetown Avenue. They understand when a person's memory fades, the core of the person's identity and their passions remains the same. That is the foundation of the Artist's Way, a refreshingly different approach to memory care-assisted living. Artist Senior Living in Western Hills, schedule a visit at 832-1597. 1042 remaining in this one in the first quarter, and it's Lakewood St. Edwards on a 40-yard touchdown run by the quarterback, Ramos, and it's 7-0 Lakewood St. Eds, and uh, going from left to right, kicking it off is Ben Lavelle, and the Panthers will have Nicholas Paff back deep for the Panthers. So will set up here as the Panthers will get their first chance at their offense. Lavelle kicks this one. It's going to be high, take him back into the end zone, and they'll start it at the 20-yard line. So tough first drive, uh, on the defensive side for the Panthers, but uh, they need to do something on offense, and
11: that's going to be the key coming into this football game. It's out of the Panthers; they had their picketing central, kind of struggled on the offensive end at times, couldn't really, you know, keep their mojo going throughout. Uh, that game and then last week against Beacon Hill looked a lot better and then this week you had the the longer week to to prep and practice and get your mind right so let's see what kind of scheme the Panthers come out against here especially since you know Ed's is going to be bringing four guys up front uh, where a lot of times a lot of teams are seeing him bringing three.
4: First and ten at the 20-yard line. The fake and the give to the throw to Ramsey. Ramsey across the 20 to the 25, and he's out of bounds after a gain of five on first down.
11: That's a great start right there. Great start. You know, Rob Florian always talks about that. When you can get those big pickups uh, on those first down, it really opens up your playbook on on second down here, especially gets you some breathing room after that kick.
4: And they gave him actually seven, so a little bit uh, generous there on the spot, a second down and three at the twenty seven yard line for the Panthers. they line up with harp to the to the right side along with Broxterman. they have one other receiver in Ramsey they go shotgun and setting up his Hamilton looking to throw it comes the blitz and he 's taken back at the nineteen yard line by one of their captains and that is a nice job by number forty seven Michael Kilbane. that 's what you 're really
11: worried about is that big front line getting you know, to Hamilton or Ramsey, depending on who's back there, just really making it tough for them. So you had a five-yard pickup, and right away you're back to square one. It's third
4: and ten. Third and ten. They'll mark it at the twenty-yard line for the Panthers. Ten oh eight to go here in the opening quarter. Seven nothing. Lakewood Saint Edwards on top on a forty-yard touchdown by the quarterback Ramos on a run. Three wide receivers now for the Panthers to the right and two to the left. Empty backfield. Hamilton back at his fifteen-yard line. In a shotgun formation, setting up, looking. Here comes the blitz again. Throws it down the field. He's got a in open. It's complete. Across the 40, Harp. And now he'll get to the 50 into Lakewood-St. Edwards territory at the 47-yard line. A big gain and a great catch by Harp. Big catch. He was able
11: to shake off a defender and good blocking downfield. Had a couple of receivers down there to help him so he could get that big game. But the other important part is is good protection, enough protection to allow Hamilton to get through, And that's what what the key is. It's not he doesn't have to have 10 seconds. He's just got to have
4: enough time to get a throw off today. And now the market first and 10 at the 47-yard line of Lakewood St. Ed's. they got two wide receivers to the right side for the Panthers. Shotgun is Hamilton rolling to the right at the 45. Still rolling and rolls complete, and he gets to the 41. And right around the 39-yard line is where they'll finally get him. I believe that was Harp again. Let's see if they uh, under the uh, check that. That is Broxerman. Broxerman got the uh, catch for the Panthers.
11: Broxerman just running a a simple route as Hamilton rolled out. They had good protection and coverage. Uh, Edge, you know, kind of guessed that the Panthers were going to the other side, and they rolled out to the right. So Hamilton very comfortable, finds the first open receiver for another Successful first down pickup.
4: Second and four from the 41, with 8:49 remaining here in the first quarter. Seven nothing heads Too wide to the left. Looking left is Hamilton. He's got some time. He rolls to his left, throws it down the field, looking for Broxman. It is incomplete. He had a chance, but good defensive play by number nine, Jack Riley, to knock it away. Jack Riley went up and made the play. As Broxman, as well, went up to try
11: to make that play. Hamilton really able again. Good blitz pickup by the offensive line. The offensive line had a hat on a hat, and then they decided to bring in in uh, you know a linebacker just a little bit delayed, and they picked it up very well, and Hamilton read it, rolled out, made a pass. That's, that's what the Panthers need today.
4: They do, and now with a big third down here at the 41-yard line, a third down and four at the 41, 839 remaining here in opening quarter. Harp to the right by himself, three wide receivers to the left. Shotgun, Hamilton calling out the play, now changing it at the line of scrimmage. And now he will set it up again with a third and four. Hamilton steps back, and he gets the blitz. He sees it. It's incomplete intended for Broxman. And, again, that time he had to—he uh, had some happy feet because he had a couple of guys in his face.
11: Yeah, and, he, you know, that ball, too, he just go get that football. I mean, he, I think it was – that was one of those ones. Sometimes you, you see that in, in a lot of the different sports, whether it's football, basketball. Sometimes you're thinking ball's a little high. Maybe there's a guy behind me. And that that's exactly what it was. That ball was – not not high. He could have went up and made a play, but I think he thought someone was behind him. So the Panthers now fourth and four, and you know offense is going to stay on the
4: field. They will with a fourth and four at the 41, 8.35 remaining here in the opening quarter. They set up with two wide receivers to the right and one to the left side. Shotgun formation setting up as Hamilton back at his 48, and he is sacked in the backfield, and the ball comes out, but the Elder Panthers get it back. But needless to say, it'll be Lakewood-St. Edwards ball on the other side of the field, And they'll have it uh, right at the 47-yard line of Elder. Yeah, two guys came in and blitzed on the right side, or, you know, from the right side of the
11: defensive line. They brought in two guys completely uncovered. Elder didn't have an answer for it. Hamilton,
4: he didn't have a shot to even get that ball off. Check it. They'll mark it at the 47 of Lakewood St. Edwards going the other way. First and 10 at the 47 with 8.30 remaining in the first quarter. Two wide right, one to the left side. Ramos, shotgun formation. Setting up and now here's the give up the middle. Oh, he's got a lot of room to the forty yard line. Finally gets taken down, but a great tackle on the play by the Panthers, and that's Nicholas Coleman who saved a touchdown, I think, Phil. Yeah, quick one up the gut, just just really opening right up the
11: middle. Great blocking by the Ed's line and Elder didn't have anything until Coleman was able, like you said, that was a touchdown saving tackle.
4: Inovic got the carry that time. First and ten at the 41 for Lakewood St. Ed's. Two wide to the right, one to the left side, and now Ramos going to throw back at his 50. He's got time. He throws it down the field, and it is incomplete. It was intended for Goodall, but uh, it, uh, good defense by the Panthers. It, it was Chris Cameron uh, back deep. Yeah, the Panthers only brought brought three. Spinney was kind of hanging around in the
11: middle, so they had plenty of guys covered, but that ball well overthrown. Ed's receiver about the five-yard line and that ball landed at the back of the H in the end zone so I mean that, that good job by the Panthers really forcing that throw to come through as they thought it was open and the timing was off
4: second down at 10 from the 41 755 left first quarter now it's seven nothing Ed's Back is Ramos now to give up the middle again to Anovich, and Anovich gets to the 38-yard line, a gain of three, but it'll be third down and seven coming up. Kelsey Chevrolet is your Westside full-service Chevy dealership, proud supporter of Elder Sports on the radio. Now at Kelsey Chevrolet, lifetime powertrain protection. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluckson at Kelsey Chevrolet. Route 50 in Lawrenceburg or com. Third and eight at the 39-yard line for The Eagles of Lakewood St. Ed's, they've got two wide receivers to the right, one to the left side, shotgun for Ramos in the backfield. He steps back at his 47, looks to throw, it is complete at the 31-yard line by Manning Jr. and a first down.
11: Elder's defense back just kind of lost his footing there in coverage, so wasn't able to make the play when he went and turned on his route. Ed's there. It looked like their backs were against the wall a little bit. Maybe the Panthers force them into a fourth-down situation, and they get another big pickup on a third down and a fresh set.
4: First and ten at the 29-yard line, 7 nothing. They lead already. Two wide receivers to the right, two to the left side for Lakewood St. Ed's. Shotgun for Ramos. Ramos rolling to his left. going to run it again, 30-25, and he's out of bounds at around the 24-yard line after a gain of five on first down.
11: That St. Ed's offensive line just controlling things up front right now, and it's you know the Panthers are bringing they have three down linemen, so right away you know it's it's not your blocking scheme up front for those li- for those linemen it's not looking
4: at four or looking for a back so they're able to latch on right now and get a good push. Second and five from the 24-yard line, two wide receivers, right one to the left side, shotgun, Ramos. Ramos back at his 31 and throws. It is uh, incomplete off to the left side intended for Manning, Jr., and that was out of bounds.
11: Yeah, and that pass might have been a little bit rushed. Henry Heights was able to get in there and make some contact and force force maybe a quicker pass. So now it's another third down. We've seen them been successful on third down, but this will be a big one for the Panthers, really make them have to dig into the playbook for fourth.
4: Third and five from the 24-yard line, three wide receivers to the right. Shotgun formation for Ramos. He's got in the backfield Inovic. And now looking, he throws it to Inovic on a screen across the 25, and a flag is down. He gets to the 21-yard line. Not enough for a first down, but a flag down in the backfield at around the 26-yard line.
11: And he getting the legal, legal hands at the back, blocking the back. It would have been on St. Ed's. I mean, it's pretty easy, you know, coming up to, to make a play on that. I, I believe it was Hornshryer came up. And uh, he just got, he read it right. got pushing the back. So that's a simple call. Panthers will take it and back them up.
4: Yeah, this will be a big play uh, for the Panthers. They get back. It'll be third and 15 now. They'll spot the football right around the 34-yard line. So move them back a little bit with 6.55 and counting here in the first quarter. Liquid St. Ed's on top, 7-0. Three wide receivers to the left side for the Eagles. One to the right side. They set up now with... uh, floor off to the right. Now it's gonna be looking to throw and Ramos is looking and still gets away from a sack. Goes to the forty and now he still gets away to the thirty and two guys that had a chance at him And, and you know, Phil they had Mike Kirch had him too in the backfield.
11: Yeah Mikey Kirch was out there on the end trying to make a play. Drew Ramsey got to him first in the backfield but just kind of slid off of him. So he's able to get a pickup, but it's still going to be a fourth and 12. So an opportunity to get off the field without giving up points here. So this is a big, I mean, this is pretty simple. Just don't let him get to the sticks. You don't, don't need a sack. You don't have to be a, a, a tackle for loss. It's just don't let him pick up the first down here.
4: Six thirty-four remaining in the first quarter. Fourth and 12 for the Eagles at the 31-yard line of Elder. One wide receiver left, three now to the right side. Ramos has Inovic in the backfield to his left side and now Ramos gets it he steps back at his 41 looking to throw looking to throw and he throws it down the field and is incomplete so the Panthers hold on fourth down and that's a big play Phil
11: yeah big play big play there by the Panthers able to force coverage downfield they threw it weren't able to get it away good pressure up front one of the things Elders D line's been doing a good job of is St. Ed's his offensive line is in kind of a They're they're in a stand-up stance right away, and then on the second count, their guards will snap down. Their tackles will stay up, but the guards will snap down. So Elder did a good job there too, and they've been doing that the whole whole game, but a good job not biting, and then they get an extra five there off the bat. So they're going to be doing that, and I'm sure the Panthers saw that
4: on film. They knew that coming in. Panthers hey, going to need a, a good drive here. Kind of a longer drive would be good. A first and 10 at the 31. From right to left they go of your radio dial. Two wide receivers to the right down. 7 Nothing. two to the left. Shotgun Hamilton back at his 25. It's actually Ramsey throws it complete to Flowers across the 30 to the 35, maybe the 36-yard line, a gain of five on first down. So Ramsey comes out with left-handed throw and complete. He seems to do that a lot.
11: Yeah, and it's good. It changes up a little bit, changes who, you know, Ed's is looking for, keeps their head on a swivel. And, you know, Ben Hamilton's going to come back in here and call this one. But it's important because it does, you know, your defense, your defense has been preparing for this all week. So, your defense knows where's 12, where's 6. And when 12 comes in, maybe it's a little bit of a different
4: alignment. Second and five from the 36. Two wide receivers right, two to the left, including Ramsey. This time, Hamilton back at his 30. Now looks to throw. He's going to run it instead. 35. He's out to the 40. 45, and he's out to the 48 yard line. A gain of a dozen, and we got a Here hit after.
11: Thank goodness. I mean, that's just, you know, you're worried about that all week, and you get a guy, big old uh, pile jumper there, trying to get credit on a tackle. Uh, but that's going to be a 15-yarder for the Panthers. That's uh, a big
4: break. But more importantly, what a great run by Hamilton.
11: Absolutely. And see, that's the advantage you can take when you got a team that gets a couple of sacks on you or a couple of quarterback rushes. All of a sudden, those linemen start pinning their ears back. So if you can use those draws at the right time like the Panthers did, because you saw Ed's, they just rushed up the field. Rushed up the field hard. That that draw just developed so perfectly for a big game, so the Panthers able to get back where they ended their last drive.
4: they got Kluzman now to the right side as a wide receiver. Broxerman also. they got two to the left side, including Kirch and Harp. Shotgun formation. It's going to be Ramsey. Ramsey, a little pitch, and the pitch to Broxerman, and he doesn't get much. He's going to be back to the line of scrimmage. Is your phone system putting your business on hold? You can cut your costs, get features like text, video messages, and cloud storage, and you can pay less than you're paying now. Call other grad Tom Walter at Fuller Information Technology for a free evaluation or check them out on the web at fullerinfotech.com. 458 and counting here in quarter number one. They're down 7 nothing. the Panthers are. They have a second and eight from the 35-yard line. They'll line up with two wide receivers to the right, one to the left side shotgun formation it's going to be Hamilton Flowers goes in motion to the right and now looking to throw and it's complete across to Kirch and he gets to the 30 yard line and still moving and gets to the 28 yard line a gain of seven it'll be close to a first down but uh, that was uh, Mike Kirch getting uh, some movement after that Kirch was able to kind of take a couple of people on his back and get a couple extra yards they'll move it uh, third down, they're going to actually give them only to the 29. They don't give them the extra two, so it's a third and three at the 29-yard line. Three wide receivers off to the right, one to the left, including Kirch. Hamilton in the backfield with Flowers to his right. He steps back at his 20, 35, and now throws incomplete. It was intended, it was intended for um, number two, and that's Klusman. Now Klusman, it kind of looked like he wasn't expecting it.
11: Yeah, that pass just went into a gap. Coach Ramsey's out there, you know, talk talking to. You know, shouting out to Ben, just talking to him. You know, what Reed is trying to make there is the Panthers had two guys in the same area, both in single coverage, and that ball just kind of split them. So Elder doing some good things, but now they're back to where they were on that first drive. Now it's a fourth down, uh, you know, marking it about a fourth and three. Uh, you know, it's a it's close to a four almost, so the Panthers have to have a, have a really good pickup here.
4: Fourth and three, as you mentioned, at the 29-yard line. Five wide receivers, three right, two left. Hamilton alone back in around the 35, steps back, looks, throws, incomplete. It was intended for Harp, and it will be Lakewood St. Ed's will get it over on downs again. So the Panthers stall for the second time in this game. Yeah, they're, they're moving the ball. I mean, they're moving the football, and then they get to a
11: point to where, you know, Ed's is just kind of calling their number on defense, and that one there, I mean, Harp had a step on his guy, but Hamilton, by the time that play developed, the pocket had just collapsed so much he couldn't step up and make a real strong throw. And that's exactly, you know, it's it's still early in game. The defense did a great job getting a stop earlier, and the offense can go and talk about it and take a
4: look at it on the sideline and execute better. Edwards has a first and 10 at the 29-yard line. Two wide right, to the left and one to the right side. Shotgun for Ramos, a bad snap. It's a bad snap, of the other Panthers! Oh, let's see, Somebody, you know, it's going to go back to St. Edwards. Nobody could kind of get their hands on it, and finally... Number 79, Ben Roebuck, was able to cover it for Lakewood St. Ed's. That was a huge opportunity. Man, man, there are three purple
11: jerseys there. I mean, just, you know, know, just fall on the football. Fall on the football and eat it up. You don't have to do anything else with it when a fumble happened. Just fall on it. You know, saw that in a a JV freshman game this week. Just there's no sports center, fellas. Just just fall on the football. That would have been a huge turn of events. That that snap went, went wide right back there. So... And Eds is one of those teams, they don't give you many of those opportunities.
4: Second and 14 from the 25. Three wide left, one to the right side. Shotgun for Ramos back at his 20. He stays and throws. It is complete to the 45, to the 50, into elder territory. He might go 30, 25, finally down at the 16-yard line. Chris Cammer finally caught him from behind. Number 86, and that's Andrew Devine.
11: And that was just a quick hitter. I mean, they just broke out and, and sitting right there between Cameron and George's, and they were able to, you know, Cameron's able to chase him down, but just got to do a better job of tackling on the on the point. I mean, that's guys. Elderhead guys there, and those guys then got to execute
4: and make plays. Two wide to the right on the first and 10 at the 17, one to the left, 250 remaining. Ramos now, and now the give and and he gets inside to the 11-yard line, right around the 10-yard line before he's taken down by – who to uh, tackle them just around the 10-yard line. Nicholas Paff getting in on an action, too. I mean, he's just about everywhere, and Ed's goes quick. Second and four from the 11. Two wide to the right. Ramos gives to Inovich. Inovich inside the 10, and he gets to about the 9-yard line, but Samari Freeman and company with the tackle.
11: Paff again getting through, just, just a good push. So now you're looking at it. It's third and short, third and two. Get a stop here. See if you can get a push back and make them have to figure out if they want to try to push forward, which we know they can if
4: they get a fourth down situation. And right. they're gonna Yeah, they're gonna call a timeout. We'll take a quick timeout with two ten to play in the first seven nothing. Lakewood St. Ed's on top. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
13: From cheering on your favorite team. Do you have a headache from that last minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional friendly service without the wait brozart pharmacy in cleves ohio 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com
7: skyline chili before or after a game is a tradition that spans generations and skyline chili like elder has its roots in price hill the Lambrinidis family carries on this tradition with skyline chili restaurants in delhi harrison avenue in dent and glenway avenue So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline chili. It's always Skyline time.
0: Together, at last, it's Skyline
4: time. Welcome back to the pit on a gorgeous Saturday afternoon for football. A third down and two for Lakewood St. Ed's at the Elder 9-yard line. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Ramos now to give to Inovic. Inovic gets inside to around the 6-yard line, which would be enough for a first down. Let's see where they mark it, Phil. But I think that's going to be enough. Yeah, they haven't told the guys to move yet. Yeah, they got it right outside on the six-yard line, so it's a first and goal. They'll spot it at the six-yard line with two oh one remaining in this first quarter. With Lakewood Saint Ed's on top, seven to nothing, over the Panthers looking to add to another one here. With one wide receiver off to the right side, and that's Manning Jr. Two to the left side, setting up for. Lakewood in it, Ramos in the shotgun formation. He's going to keep it himself inside the five and the second touchdown of the game for Ramos. This time, six yards out, and it's 13-0 pending. Very
11: similar to the last time they broke that touchdown. You just get that good blocking, that zone blocking to the left, and you find your lane, and he was able to cut back on the backside of it and sneak in. So the so Saint Edwards, the Eagles get another touchdown after the Panther defense able to hold first time around. Elder's offense is showing they can move the football, but right now, you know, looking looking
4: uh, looking at a tough tough road to go here. Down 14. Lavelle looking to add the extra point. It's up with the right foot, and this one is good. So with 1:49 remaining in the first quarter, it's Eagles 14, Panthers nothing. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
0: Support for Elder Panther football is from Cliffview Resort and Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals. Immerse yourself in the natural beauty and serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. However large or small your group, and no matter what conveniences you're looking for, you'll find a clean and comfortable stay at Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals or Cliffview Resort. Proud sponsors of Elder Panther football. Welcome
4: back to the pit on a Saturday afternoon. It is 14-0 Lakewood St. Ed. Portions of this afternoon's game sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster-Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati offering wealth management planning for their clients. Eldergrad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Lakewood St. Ed's will look to kick off from left to right. Lavelle with halfback back with a minute 49 left in this first quarter. Ramos with two touchdowns. The quarterback, one from 40 and the other one from 6, and it is nothing. Lavelle will kick this one off. It's going to be a short kick this time, and it's going to go back, and Nicholas Paff is going to let it bounce. It's going to go out of bounds, so that's a break for the Panthers, Phil. Yeah,
11: get to move that one up to to the 35, and the other thing, like we mentioned, remember we said that wind is blowing at their backs right now. So that first kick went deep in the end zone, and I'm kind of surprised they didn't try to do that again because with the wind, there's no doubt you could get one in the
4: air and probably land it in the back. Yeah, with a minute 49 left. Ron's Roost Restaurant and Pub, a West Side landmark for over 60 yards, and they're proud to support elder football. Besides the city's best fried chicken, the Roost also features barbecued ribs, German sauerbraten, and uh, all of the good stuff, burgers, wings, homemade Saratoga chips, coleslaw, and cream pies. Enjoy the patio, 20 TVs every day at Race Road in Bridgetown. Ron's Roost, it's clucking good. First and ten for the Panthers at the 35. One wide left, one wide right, and now it's going to be give up the middle. This time it's Flowers, and Flowers is going to get to the 39-yard line. A gain of four for the Panthers. Flowers finally brought down on that play by Wyatt Gideon, and
11: essentially just trying to get some good yardage on first down. I mean, that's what these drives where the Panthers have moved the football And one of the things that they didn't do against Pick Central was they didn't get those big pickups on first down, and they're just a a nice five-yard –
4: run off the tackle for flowers empty backfield just going to be hamilton with five wide receivers on the second down and five at the 40 hamilton back at his 33 looks to throw down the field it is complete to ramsey at the 45 of lakewood st ed's and a first down for the panthers as ramsey gets the catch he went up and got it
11: big catch two guys right around him and hamilton made that throw as he was getting hit from the defensive end on the left side again i think that was uh that was uh, Wyatt Gideon coming in and making a play, just getting a big old push. I mean, he's listed as a linebacker, but he lines up on the outside, sometimes down, sometimes up. But he got the quick push, and Hamilton just stood in that pocket and made a
4: solid throw. And they'll set up this time a first and 10 at the 44 with 45 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Down 14 nothing, three wide left, one to the right side. And they'll set up. Ready to snap it back. It's going to be Ramsey. Ramsey gets it and completes the pass, but Flowers is going to be back for a loss. He barely got back to around the 45-yard line, so a loss of at least one, Phil, on that. Right, they'll give him forward progress mark market, like
11: you said, right at the 45. Just a quick dump off, you know, as the pressure was coming, trying to see if they could maybe almost a, a makeshift screen pass, kind of run it up. But St. Ed sniffed that run out really well, and so the Panthers looking at a, a second and
4: 11. Second and eleven, and that probably will be the final play of the second of the first quarter, as uh, they get ready. And they're not going to run another play. So that is the end of the first quarter of play. It's Lakewood Saint Edwards fourteen, and the Panthers nothing. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
9: Bill Cunningham here, the Great American for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. Five one three three five three two two three zero, or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. dot com. Robert Jones
14: Plumbing. Dave here. Is your phone service putting your business on hold? My friends at Fuller Information Technology, no businesses can't afford to pay for the things they don't need or use. That's why the experts at Fuller Information Technology work with you to personalize your phone service, giving you everything you need and nothing you don't. Let them help you save money and give your business the competitive edge you've been looking for. Check out Fuller Information Technology today.
0: Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible. So to give a gift of any amount, please visit SacredHeartRadio.com and click Donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. you.
4: Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey, Phil Bengel back here in the second quarter just underway. The Panthers have a a trailing 14 to nothing. Two touchdowns, one from uh, Ramos at 40 yards on on the ground. The other a six-yard touchdown. And now the Panthers will have a second down and 11. They'll mark it at the 45-yard line to start this second quarter from left to right. Hamilton gets a snap, throws it to Ramsey. It's complete, and Ramsey's going to be tackled at the 42-yard line. It was kind of a jersey tackle by number seven, Zyler, Free Brown as he got in there to do it. So uh, we'll. Uh, we also have a special guest in the uh, in the booth. Al Kovacic uh, from Campus Ministry is going to talk a little bit. But we'll get to just a second here as we get a third down and nine for the Panthers at the 43-yard line with 11 and a half minutes remaining here in the second quarter. Down 14-0. A big third down coming up. Three wide receivers for the Panthers to the left and two to the right side. The lineup shotgun, it's Hamilton back at his 50, steps up, throws, it's complete to Ramsey, and Ramsey gets it to the 32-yard line, so a first down, fill that was big.
11: Great job again, good protection, and just enough, like we talked about. Doesn't need to be five, you know, seven, eight, ten seconds, just three to five seconds let Hamilton make his reads, and then Drew Ramsey,
4: good job getting open downfield, and the Panthers with an excellent pickup. First and ten at the 32 with 11.04 in the second. Down 14-0. They'll get a quick, uh, as they get the equipment issue, see if they uh, finally are going to run this play here with a first and 10 at the 32. Three wide receivers, including Ramsey to the left side, Shotgun, he's got flowers in the backfield. Hamilton looks and now give to Flowers on a delayed reaction and he gets it to the thirty yard line, a gain of just a couple. And Al, sorry for that. No, you're uh, fine. we've got Al Kovacs who's from campus ministry and a lot of new campus ministry initiatives at Elder.
15: Yeah, absolutely. Um working with Kevin Espledge, our A D. We're talking about starting up a fellowship of Christian athletes group for our, for our guys to, you know, just uh give them a place to uh, to explore their faith a
4: little bit and, and Get that. um, Compare that to their athletic lives, and and go from there. Second and then we'll get that. The second second down at eight at the thirty three wide left two to the right. Hamilton back stepping up to the pocket throws. It is complete to Harp at the twenty five yard line. So a gain of about five on that. If you want to expand a little bit on that, Al, kind of talk about you know expand. You talked about uh, exploring your faith. That's that's big at the at Elder.
15: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we are a Catholic school. That's what we're all about, and so. You know, finding finding ways to not keep our faith compartmentalized and just the religion classes, but and how it applies to all areas of our lives. And athletics is a great place, I think, to, to do that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And with everything that's been going on, certainly faith is, is going to help uh, with everything that uh, all of the, like I say, craziness that has been, been going on. Second, third, and three now at the 25 for the Panthers. Three wide receivers to the left side and one to the right side. Shotgun formation for Hamilton, setting up with 935, steps up, throws. He's got a man. It's complete to Kirk. And he steps up at the one-yard line, right around the one where he's taken down, but a great pass by Hamilton to Kerch.
11: Excellent job with the grab too and then to keep his footing and roll into the
4: to the one yard line. So the Panthers looking to score here. And we'll get to you in a second with a first down and goal. They'll mark it at the one yard line 923 remaining here in the second quarter. The Panthers down 14 nothing but they have the ball right at the one yard line and we'll see what they run here. They're going to line up. They've got Ramsey in the backfield in a shotgun they've got two wide to the left side they've got Nick Path to his left side Ramsey and looking on this first and goal at the one they got Kirch to the right side and now it's going to be Ramsey going to run behind a couple blockers and he does not does not get in so we'll get to that in a second now how Al, how have we dealt with COVID? With with all of you know, the continued to try to do the retreats and community services with everything going on.
15: Yeah, so last year, um, obviously, we were. We, I think we did an amazing job um, keeping things going as far as retreats were concerned. Um, they were voluntary, but say like 90% of the guys uh, who were eligible to go on a retreat did. Um, obviously, we followed guidelines and all that kind of thing. We go to a couple of places, uh, Bergamo and Dayton, and a place over
4: here in Milford, and it was great. Second down and goal from the one-yard line. Flowers in the shotgun alongside to the right side. And it's going to be, there's going to be a flag down, I believe, before the play on that. Phil, what did you see?
11: It, 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 St. Ed's took a timeout um, is what it's going to be. So I was waiting to see him signal it. I yeah. thought that's what happened, but they took a timeout.
4: So we'll keep it here. But, you know, Catholic identity at Elder, mm-hmm. obviously you talked about faith and you talked about that. Obviously, what is what does that mean uh, at Elder? Yeah. I think it just means that, you know, part of my job and
15: my ministry is making sure that um, every student here uh, and faculty, staff, et cetera, know that we are Catholic and that, you know, we have signs in every classroom that says Christ is the reason for this school. And so in everything we do, like, that's why I'm starting a Fellowship of Christian Athletes group. We have a new grotto space. If if you haven't been on campus lately, you need to come and check that out. Uh, Just an amazing space that we're going to use. you know to do some things um we're gonna dedicate it here hopefully in about a month and um there's a rosary rally that happens every year i'd like to like to incorporate that over there uh in that space um we've got an amazing group here of of elder alums uh who lead a group called the spiritual boosters and and they help me with that that catholic identity thing that catholic identity piece right
4: yeah and also retreats for dads too
15: right yeah we had a retreat for just dads about um well it was right before COVID hit honestly so we're going to try to get that going again um Okay,
4: well they'll do a second down and one. They'll mark it at the one yard line. Shotgun formation. It's it's Ramsey in the backfield. Two wide receivers to the right side. Ramsey's gonna get a high snap, gonna roll behind. Let's see, did he get in? And they're gonna say, let's see, the elder mark players him. mark him. They're gonna mark him short though. Market him short again. It'll be third down and goal coming up. So that's this is this is big. Down 14-0. You have to score six on this one. Two wide receivers to the right. They go quickly. Third and goal at the one. Ramsey behind and now loses a helmet, but this time he gets in the end zone. A touchdown for the Panthers, and it's 14-6 pending. So, yeah, you-, you bring us good luck. Sorry, fellas. You had to figure that out at some point. I mean,
11: as it got less and less of a yard, it was just a matter of just get to the defensive line first and, and push him forward and let your runner, Drew Ramsey, find that spot and just lean on you and get in. He even lost his hat on that one. Ramsey did so, able to punch it in, and hopefully the Panthers here can can cut this lead in half.
4: Well, Al, thanks so much for for joining us, and keep appreciate up the faith. Right? It. Is that how that works? Absolutely. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get the extra point now. The Mauer gets the hold. The kick is up, and it is good. So with 7:53 remaining in quarter number two, it's St. Ed's 14, the Panthers 7 We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
3: Hi, this is Dr. Matt bosom from Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, head team physician for Elder High School. Due to COVID-19, 2020 has been an incredibly challenging year for all of us. But at Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we never closed our doors. We immediately instituted extra screening, cleaning, and protective protocols for all our patients and associates, backed up by an outstanding hospital network of comprehensive care providers. We're available six days a week, including Saturday morning sports clinics. That's Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 6045 Bridgetown Road, 513-347-9999 proud to support elder football with the sacred heart radio app on your phone sacred heart radio goes wherever you
0: go for android devices search the google play store for sacred heart radio sunrise and click install for iphone go to the app store and search sacred heart radio sunrise and click get and then you've got sacred heart radio everywhere
4: welcome back to the pit len harvey and phil bengal here on a saturday afternoon the panthers get a one yard touchdown run by ramsey set up by a kirch uh, about 30 yard pass and that uh, led to the touchdown so the panthers finally get on the board down 14-7 but what's more important is the panthers will get the ball first in the second half so this is getting if they can get a stop here phil get some good movement you know you could see a situation where the end of the first quarter that first half rather they've got uh, you know you stay but you've got to get a stop here so mauer will look to kick it off as the ball came off the tee this time he's going to kick it and it's going to go into the end zone so a good job Mm -hmm. by mauer but again getting back to that phil you know, having the defer and getting a touchdown here was big. Get a stop. I mean, that's got to be what your defense is talking about on the sideline. Let's get, let's
11: get the offense back on the field. The offense was rolling on that last drive, able to get up some big pickups, offense line blocking well. So let's not, you know, let's not make them sit on the sideline real long. You know, get, get cold, let them stay warm. Let's let's get a three and out here, get the football, and get
4: our offense back on the field and tie this game up. First and ten at the 20 from right to left, the Eagles go. Two wide receivers left, one to the right. Ramos shotgun, and now give it across, and it's going to be taken around the 24-yard line by Inovich Or was that Marvin, uh, let's see where they get it. That's actually number 28, Marvin Bell, getting the carry for Lakewood St. Ed's. Samari Freeman
11: was first guy out there to get big old Paul on him grab Jersey and start slowing him down, and then Nathan Share helped clean that play up and bring him down after a little bit of a gain on second down. So here's one where the Panthers have been successful getting stops on second and making them have a third and
4: long. Bell in the backfield with Ramos on a second and six at the 24. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. Ramos gets the snap, and he lost it. And let's see, the ball came out. Did he get on top of it? It looked like Ramos was able to get back on top of it. So they'll get it with 7.05 left here in the first half. The Underground Sports Shop provides the Prep Sports Radio Network with their great-looking shirts, jackets, pullovers, and hats, and they can make your business organization look professional as well. The Underground Sports Shop's and owner, Sean Mason, supports the broadcast in Elder Football, 513-751-1662. That's the Underground Sports Shop. Third and seven at the 23 for Lakewood St. Ed's. Two wide right. One to the left side Ramos shotgun rolling to his right looking to throw He's got some time down the field and it's going to be intercepted by the Panthers at the 45 Chris Cameron
11: Yeah, he got on the inside of his guy and was able to make the play that ball came right through him He went right away Chris Cameron turned that play into offense for him and put Jackson Miller for the St. Edward Eagles on defense He didn't have a prayer And at the same time, there was enough pressure that forced that throw out. Ramsey was blitzing on the outside, and that caused some pressure. And that throw went for Chris Cammer. There's what we talked about, Len. Get your offense back on the field. We're either getting a three and out or we're getting a football, and that's what they did. So now there's offense as a shot here.
4: Yeah, and you don't no rush. You got 6:34 left. Just take your time, get some good plays, and they've been able to do that on the last drive. We'll see what they could do here with this first down and ten. They'll mark it at the 45 yard line of Elder. And Kirch lines up wide to the left side. They've got Harp to the right, and they go shotgun this time. And they go Ramsey in motion. Now Hamilton throws. It's intercepted the other way, and it's going to go back for a touchdown. Unbelievable 50-yard touchdown interception. And that was number seven, Zylon Free Brown on the interception return for a touchdown.
11: Yeah, and that one is just there trying to hit a quick across the middle. I think Zane Kluzman was the intended receiver he was going for. But Hamilton had to make a super quick throw because there was a ton of pressure on the outside. They blitzed that left side of the line again. and guy came in untouched, so he had to get rid of that football fast. And so right away, you know, the Panthers get a, turner, get a turnover, get them out. But then they, right away, the St. Ed is able to capitalize and extend their lead.
4: Lavelle will look to add this extra point for the Lakewood St. Edward's Eagles, and that is good. So with 5.54 remaining here in the second quarter, it is now 21. Oh, they're going to say it's no good. It was 20. They, let's see. They, they said it was good, so, but they put a 20 on the scoreboard. So we'll take a quick timeout. It is 21-7 on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
0: Support the team that supports elder football, Joseph Toyota, located on Colerain Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and... Buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Coleraine Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team! Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513 731 7740. And thank you.
4: Welcome back to the pit on a Saturday afternoon. Len Harvey and Phil Bengel and Lakewood St. Edwards on a 45 yard interception return for a touchdown by Free Brown of. Lakewood St. Ed's and that was a huge break uh, for them as camera had an interception and the Panthers had a first play and right after that. So with 6.15 left, St. Ed's will kick it off and they've had a couple of problems. Last one ended up out of bounds. This one's going to be short. And path takes it at the 15 to the 20, 25. He's out to the 30, and with a burst out to the 34 yard line. So the Panthers get pretty good field position. But what a tough break because they had so much momentum. The down 14-7. They got the interception. They had the first play, and then what happens? A touchdown the other way.
11: Right. But I mean, the thing is, is you just you move on from it. And you come over to sideline and say, and Coach Ramsey's talking to Ben Hamilton. You know, sometimes. People might think that he would get up in his face and scream at him for a decision. No, he just came right over and talked to him told him, you know, here, and then let's move on. It's next play because you can't take that one back. Now you got an opportunity still to turn this into a one-score game, and let's see what the offense is able to do still with that, that strong wind at their back.
4: First and 10 at the 33, three wide to the left, two to the right. Shotgun for Hamilton, steps up, throws down the field. He's got Ramsey, but it was overthrown right overthrown and almost intercepted again as that time standing back jack riley had a shot at an interception and ben hamilton
11: is just getting he just as he's throwing that football it sailed as he got hit on the right side so you know the offensive line just keep gonna continue to just keep working
4: keep working keep working and and fighting those rushers who are just flying upfield second down and 10 for the panthers at the 33 yard line 605 remaining second quarter 21-7 lakewood st ed's on top, the Panthers get their touchdown on a one-yard touchdown by Ramsey. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right. Shotgun for Hamilton back at his 27. Steps back at the 25, now throws to Ramsey at the 30, 35. Bursts speed, 40, 45. And he's out at the 50-yard line before he's taken down by Castleberry right at midfield. Great job. Ed's guessed wrong. They blitzed
11: their 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 defensive back from that side, right where that screen was going to go to, is a delayed blitz. So he's chasing down Hamilton, almost like he sees sack coming, and they're able to dump it off, and there wasn't a purple, a purple jersey. He's having a hard time finding a white jersey
4: actually to block until the tackle was made. they will set up with two wide to the left side, including Ramsey. Now Ramsey's going to move into the backfield, but it's Hamilton at quarterback on this first and ten at the 49. The throw to Ramsey, and Ramsey's in the backfield, and he's right at the 46-yard line. A loss of a couple before he's tackled by Wyatt Gaiden. So uh, 525 remaining. Your health has always been a top priority to our partners at Mercy Health. Lucky for our student athletes, they don't have to go far to see that in action. Athletic trainer Jeremy uh, Jeffrey Fitz is also close by to help to provide Personalized care for our Panthers and team physician Dr. Matt Bosom is just a phone call away. For your sports medicine needs, thank you for all you do to keep the Panthers athletes healthy. Mercy Health, a proud sponsor of high school sports. Second and 13 from the 46, three wide left. And it's Hamilton back at his 39. Looking, faking, throwing, a complete. It's across the 40 and out to the 37-yard line. A nice play that time by Kluzman. He got the reception and got a first down.
11: Hamilton able to stay active in the pocket and continue making a read. He actually looked like he wanted to make one throw, pumped it, and then went through it as a defender came past. Uh, just good job poison the pocket by, by Ben Hamilton to make that play and great catch and run there
4: at the end by Kluzman. They'll mark it at the 36-yard line of Lakewood St. Ed's. A first and 10 for the Panthers at the 36. 4.49 remaining in the opening half. And it's 21-7, Eagles, 2 wide receivers to the left side. They'll line up shotgun. They've got Flowers in the backfield. Roll to the left is Hamilton, and he throws it left to Ramsey. It's complete at the 31, and he'll get taken backwards. Uh, The tackle by number eight, Ryan um, Miklich, for Lakewood St. Ed's. He did a good
11: job not letting Ramsey get to the outside of him because Ramsey was really – on that throw, as he was starting to, to, to move after the catch, he wanted to turn the corner, but he was able to bring him in. So it wasn't as big of a game, but still, there's your, there's your five yards on first
4: down. Second and five from the 31-yard line. The Panthers into Lakewood-St. Edward territory with 4.14 remaining in the second. Two wide left and three to the right side. Now they're going to put Kirch in as a tight end. They'll go shotgun and it's Hamilton back at his 37. Throws down the field complete. It's Harp at the 20 to the 15. He's out of bounds at the 13 yard line. A first down for the Panthers and a big play. Harp's able to sit right
11: behind his defender. It's a little bit of a almost either a miscommunication or they kind of broke into his own coverage. And Harp just found a spot. Great quick pass out there for
4: the Panthers to pick up the first down and move the ball to the 14. First and 10 for the Panthers at the 14 yard line. Four minutes remaining in this one in the second quarter. 21-7, Lakewood St. Ed's on top. The last touchdown coming on a 45-yard interception returned by Freer-Brown. They'll set up here, first and 10, Panthers do at the 14, too wide, make that three to the right, including Ramsey. The roll and setting up is Hamilton, rolling to the right, has time, looking. He's going to run it inside the 15, and he gets to about the 12-yard line, a gain of a couple for Hamilton as he had nobody.
11: And he had, at one point, he did have Ramsey open in a gap, but... He wasn't in a good spot to throw that football. You know, that could have easily been one where defense back can come up and make a play, at that ball sails a little bit or goes in front of behind. So it's a good decision to not
4: force a throw and still get a positive gain. They're going mark it second and eight. Second and eight from the 12-yard line for the Panthers. 3.25 remaining and counting. Three wide left, two wide right. Hamilton, the quarterback in the backfield, at is 22. He sets up looking to throw and throws. It's intercepted again by Freer-Brown. He gets it to the 10, and he falls on it right at the 10-yard line. So Freer-Brown gets his second interception this time, stopping another Elder Panther drive.
11: And just needing to throw that football just a little bit higher. Freer-Brown came up and made a good play. The linebacker just stepped in and able to grab that one. So ending the Panthers drive, but there was a flag at the end. They're going to say after the after the interception, they're going to call holding on Saint Ed's and go ahead and uh, move them back a little bit.
4: So that's big. Another interception that halts the drive. That would have been big getting in, but now the defense has to step up here, and it's first and ten at the six yard line. They'll move the football back. So three ten remaining. And the Panthers going to need some defense here to get the ball back before the end of the first half. They do get the ball first in the second half. So they'll mark it three wide receivers to the right side and one to the to the left. Shotgun for Ramos. He's back in his almost in his end zone. And now a short snap. It's going to be taken by Davis, uh, Bell rather, in the backfield. And Bell will get it to about the nine-yard line. We'll see where they mark it. Gets them off out of the comfort zone a little bit, moves it up. But Ed's wants to go fast they mark it actually at the 11 it'll be a second and five from the 11 three wide to the right one to the left ramos looking to throw throws it across the field at the five to the 10 he's out to the 15 yard line and it was uh, jackson miller gets the uh reception for lakewood st ed's
11: nicholas path finally brings him down but not after he picks up the first down and they move the ball so as that clock ticks you know, they set that back in just thinking going into halftime. It's always just, no, Ed's only has one uh, timeout. They've used their timeouts a little bit here. So they, they're working on a, a clock situation, but they still would have one opportunity to stop it if they needed
1: to.
4: First and ten from the 19-yard line. Ramos shotgun. Now the, the give is across, and it's going to be number 28, Marvin Bell. He gets to the 25-yard line, a gain of six before he is taken down by Gutekunst.
11: And then – uh, Samari Freeman able to come down too after he was slowed down and help with that. Ned's they're liking this going to the line quick here. Second
4: and four from the 25, two wide to the right, one to the left side, and now looks and gives again. This time setting up across to about the 30 yard line, and it's Bell again on the carry for Lakewood St. Ed's. You got four Panthers there, all trying to make that tackle. There's a
11: lot of reaching on it. He's able to slip through until finally brought down. I think at the end really cleaned up by Nicholas Path but another, another set of downs.
4: They've moved it already 24 yards. They've got it at the 30-yard line, first and 10. Two minutes now in counting for the second quarter, 21-7 Lakewood St. Ed's. Two wide right, two wide left. Ramos calling and now clapping his hands and setting it up again. He's got Bell to his right side. Ramos at his 25. To the right, he gets the snap, and he's going to keep it, and he gets to about the 27-yard line, but not much doing there for uh Lakewood St. Ed's before he's taken down by number 37, Bradley Horschemeyer.
11: Yeah, and there's a whole host of guys helped push that one up, and that's what the Panthers need. A lot of these situations, just good
4: gang tackling out there. 128 remaining here in the second quarter, 21-7. It's Eagles on top, three wide receivers left and one to the right. Ramos now setting up shotgun back at his 25 and now moves back to the 21 before he looks to throw. He steps up in the pocket now across the 30. He's to the 35, and he's out of bounds at the 39-yard line right before the first down. Did they get it?
0: And they're going to
4: move it. Yeah, they moved the chains. He got to the 40-yard line, so they'll move it a first down. So they'll mark it at the 40-yard line with a minute five coming up at Halftime. It's the best halftime show in the business. The call Banker halftime report. You can give the call a Banker a call at 513 922 9400. 105 remaining in the second quarter with a first and 10 at the 40. One wide right, three to the left side. Shotgun stepping up as Ramos at his 31 throws. It's complete at the 49-yard line by Manning, Jr. at the 49. And they're working the sidelines here
11: in case they need to try to step out of bounds. Use that to stop the clock as that catch was in
4: bounds. We're rolling to 50 seconds. One wide to the right, Manning, Jr. They set up with three wide to the left side. Shotgun Ramos back at his 44-yard line. Now looks to throw from the 44. It is complete right around the 49-yard line. Of elder and that would be Marvin Bell on the catch.
11: So they get another fresh set, pick up the first down, like said Len, and we're at the 32nd mark, and they still got that timeout
4: to use here. Setting up a first and ten at the elder 49, one wide right, three to the left side. Ramos back at his 45, looks to throw. He steps up at the 42-yard line. Now he rolls and he's gonna he's gonna run and get out to the 45 and 40, and he's still running it down let's see where he got out of bounds i think you're going to say that the 35
11: phil he was able another one another coverage sack or almost a coverage sack and then he's able to get get out of it nothing downfield but picks up another set of downs able to use the sideline disadvantage get out and stop that clock at the 16 second mark but downfield the defense backs are doing a good job up front they're just trying
4: to keep ramos in first and 10 at the 35 two wide receivers to the left One now to the right side. Ramos back at his forty. Shotgun. Now they go in motion to the right, and now looking Ramos rolling to the left. Now he steps up. He's going to run it. Thirty-five. No, he throws it, and it's incomplete. He had some room to run it. Intended that pass was intended for Goodell.
11: That clock is now at the eight-second mark. But that pass, there's a little bit of panic there. He was wide open down the field, but he just let the ball sail. I think he thought his receiver was going to keep running his route, but he had stopped. Uh, at about the 10-yard line instead of continuing so the Panthers lucky there eight seconds here to see what st Ed's does they still got that timeout in their pocket if they could get something quick or if they
4: end up in bounds here Second and ten from the 35 as you mentioned Phil eight seconds left in the second three wide receivers left They go shotgun Ramos claps his hands and now setting up at his 41 back at the 44 He looks to throw down the field. He looks it's in coverage and Nicholas path knocked it down in the end zone so that is incomplete with two seconds left
11: so a whole host of guys there two Eds receivers about three four panthers and then just went up and made a play on the ball one of the things that i love to see when when you have those types of plays is that not one official goes and tries to grab laundry on that they just let there are five guys fighting for the football every guy went up and just made a play on the football nobody used the body you know that's that's an excellent piece
4: of uh, defensive play there for the Panthers and a great piece of officiating. Well, so this will be the last play of the second quarter. Third and ten, 35-yard line of Elder. Setting up is Ramos, man the back. He steps at, at is about 45. Now looking to throw down the right sideline. Throws it into the end zone. Let's see, did he get it? He got a touchdown in the end zone. 35-yard touchdown by number 86, and that's divine on the touchdown
11: and that time they just ran a bunch about three four guys in that same area and it was just a jump ball i mean it was just a matter of where that ball was going to be placed and it was placed up front where there were edward st edward eagles to make the catch as opposed to you know the panthers weren't in the right spots on that and that's just that's just a chance situation complete chance but st ed's able to tack one more on as that clock ticks
4: out well they'll get to add this extra point to make it a 28 to 7 halftime lead and the kick is up with the right foot and this one is good so we go to the halftime with the score it's Lakewood St. Ed's 28 the Elder Panthers 7 coming up at halftime it's the Caldwell Banker halftime report with Mark Bengel and Steve Bengel coming up on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
14: This is Deacon Michael Trimpey from St. Peter and Chains Cathedral. Thank you
0: for listening
16: to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
0: 740 WNOP Newport, 895 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com.
10: If you're caring for a loved one with dementia, it can be stressful. As their needs progress, you need support. At Artist Senior Living, we partner with you and your loved one to provide above and beyond customized care. Experience the Artist Way in Bridgetown and Mason. Theartistway.com/ohio 513-401-7531
0: a visit to a great Smoky Mountain paradise is just a click away at com. Planning a family reunion that needs an eight-bedroom cabin or just an intimate single-room cabin, com has it all. With cabins in Gatlinburg or rental units in Pitch and Forge, you'll be near all the best attractions. Fall and holiday seasons fill up fast, so reward your family with a mountain escape from com.
1: Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group knows just how much this season means to you and the team. We also know how much it means to have a doctor you trust with your health. The Urology Group has 37 physicians, including five right here in the west side. Also, Drs. Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our Mercy Hospital office. Learn more or schedule an appointment at urologygroup.com. Proud to support
13: elder football. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional friendly service without the weight. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941 0428. And Brozart Pharmacy. Anna
3: Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
6: Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061.
9: Elder Football and Sacred Heart Radio is supported by Affordable Concrete Specialists. ACS Concrete is the west side specialist of all small concrete jobs nobody else wants to do. No job too small. 513-305-6777. 513-305-6777.
8: Seven seven seven. It's time for the Coldwell Banker Realty halftime report. Now let's go back and break down all the first half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal.
1: And welcome back to the pit at Elder High School, where it's at halftime. St. Ed's twenty-eight, Elder seven, and missed opportunities throughout the game. Steve, uh, we. You you pointed one out specifically at 3:42 to go in the first quarter, a St. Ed's fumble ball on the ground, it's popping around to the first elder guy, rolling to the next elder guy, past the third elder guy, and then St. Ed's gets back on you. That that's that would have been the key <laughs> that, right yeah, there. that that
2: uh, that, that changed the, the the whole ball game right there. And then it,
1: the next play, they have a huge pass play, get some deep in the elder territory and. They put it in, and they go up 14 and up. And that, that that was a tough one. Go it ahead. was. It would have
2: been 7-7. Seven, seven. The game's completely different. And, and, you know, you talk about, you know, in pregame, we talked about the Pickerington Central game where, you know, there, there was they were this close to getting this done or this close to getting that done. At some point, this close is, is not good enough. It's like they, they need to, to, you know, they're, they're, they have a, a, a talented football team, but, you know, they just don't have the horses to match up with, with the, the Pickeringtons or, or the St. Eds. So the, you know they have to take advantage of every opportunity, and right now they're just not jumping on those opportunities.
1: One of the uh, the ones that hurt Elder gets a uh, interception, and uh, at 6:34 to go in the second quarter, And the very next play, pick six. Uh, you know we were down 14 to seven. Boom! Next thing you know, we're down 21 to seven. And and the dagger, and I guarantee that uh, the the one that that hurts the most is how they methodically let. St. Ed's marched down with very little time left with two seconds on. They, they pretty much throw up a Hail Mary, and they bring it down, and they're up 28-7. to 7. So missed opportunities, very, very, uh, uh, it's, it, you know, it's one of those games. Elders moving the ball. Uh, they're, they're doing well. They just, uh, opportunities, uh, just they can't capitalize no, on No, I mean,
2: really, the defense is playing very well. The offense is is playing well and moving the ball but they, they just can't capitalize, they, they, they have, and they can't get some consistency. I, I think with the time uh, Hamilton's afforded, he's doing a great job of quarterback, but there's a couple times I had a clear line on, on the last interception when he was thrown into the end zone where I could see exactly what he was throwing at. I mean, the guy was wide open right on the E in, in the, the north end zone, and, and uh, number seven just, like, popped up out of nowhere like a jack-in-the-box, grabbed the ball, for his second interception of the game. And and, uh, it's like, you know, right there. I mean, if he would have thrown the ball a little bit higher, he probably would have sailed it over the receiver in the end zone. But that guy just had enough wherewithal to get where he needed to get to. The short passing game is working for the Elder Panthers, and that's helping them. In the rushing game, they're getting a little bit of a rushing attack going, and defensively, like I said, I mean, outmanned on both lines. Offensively, they're, they're or defensively, they're, they're looking very good as well. I mean, you take away the the, the, the last second touchdown and, and uh, the the defensive pick six, and it's a 14 to 7 game, uh, and uh, with Elder having several opportunities to go in and score, so. You know, it's a tall task coming back uh, 28-7 in the second half. But Elder gets the ball first. I think it's incumbent that they get that ball and score. You know, St. Ed's is going to be scheming for what they saw because Drew Ramsey, we know it's going to be Drew Ramsey uh, right, Drew Ramsey left, and he was running pretty free. Uh, You know, whether they were trying to double him up, I think you're going to see a lot more of that in the second half. So, you know, what Elder schemes to counter that is, I think, going to be key in this game.
1: Before we take our first time out, uh, of course, we, we talked about 9-11, uh, the 20th anniversary. I wanted to hats off to the elder band in the pregame. They had uh, a great presentation. Uh, students brought down a, a large flag uh, across the field, and uh, they're playing to the song, God bless the USA. and. Uh, just it was very moving of course we're talking about all the pregame stuff so we couldn't really mention it at the time but see let's go over some of the scores from last night we didn't touch on uh, in the pregame and then we'll take our first time out all right
2: uh teams in the southwest uh, ohio conference edgewood over fenwick uh, 34 to 14 northwest 48 carroll 14 mount healthy 34 thurgood marshall nothing harrison and trotwood madison uh, uh harrison's quarterback mason young Hit the receiver Nathan Blank for a touchdown, that with two seconds left on the clock, and Paul Neiman for the game-winning two-point conversion went in. Uh, with uh, I, I said two, three seconds left in regulation, Harrison won that game 29 to 28. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, you know, last-second drive by, by the Wildcats of Harrison to, to get a victory against a, a good Trotwood-Madison team. Southern Buckeye Conference teams in action. It was uh, Taft over Bethel Tate 24-22, clinton Massey 17, Columbus to Sales 7. These aren't necessarily league games, but these are teams in the, the SBC. Uh, Notre, uh, Fayetteville-Perry lost to Notre Dame High School. Uh, 27-21. It was Western Brown 33. Jackson 28. Miami Trace 41. Goshen 6. Hillsboro 21. Williamsburg 14. Uh, Cincinnati Hills League uh, action. Uh, Taylor 46. Finneytown 27. Marymount 31. Madeira 7. Wyoming uh, 30 to zip over Indian Hill. Miami Valley Conference. North College Hill 29. Uh, Ponset 29. So I don't know if they ended that in a Uh, A a draw or uh, if this is a typo, (laughs) check your local listing. That's right. Uh, Wilmington 21, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy 6, Norwood 49, Batavia 20. In overtime, New Miami over Hilltop 14-8, to Miami Valley Christian Academy 16, Gallatin County 7. In uh, south of the border action, it was Bellevue 14 losing to Meg Knopf off in County, 40 to 14. Brossard, 21. Holy Cross, nothing. Boone, 26. Lloyd, 6. Paris, 32. Ludlow, 28. Covington Catholic over Dixie Heights, 24 to 8. Estelle County, 50. Dayton, 8. Holmes, 38. Newport, 8. Connor, 28. Scott, 3. Ralph, 49. DeSales, 7. Beachwood, 49. Simon Kenton, 21. Newport Central Catholic, 23. Walton, Verona, 14. In Lawrenceburg over Southport, 45-20. to 20. So those are most of the scores uh, in the tri-state. We t- covered some in, in the uh, pregame, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about a few of them as we uh, lo- look at some of the numbers uh, and, and start crunching the Harbins a- after uh, the game tonight up at uh, Roosters.
1: All right, sir, time for our timeout. You're listening to Colwell Banker Halftime Report.
0: Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct choice is Coldwell Banker Realty. Their name has changed, but you can continue to expect the same service they provided in your community for many years. Coldwell Banker Realty is your West Side expert. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience, knowledge, and agents that are equipped to handle all situations and allow buyers and sellers to succeed. Coldwell Banker Realty, 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com.
9: Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com.
0: Robert Jones Plumbing. Coming. Support the team that supports elder football, Joseph Toyota, located on Colerain Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Colerain Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team!
3: Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3.5 million young people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? And 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347 nine 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 that's three four seven nine 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 nine
0: Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you yes your donations make Catholic Radio possible so to give a gift of any amount please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740 and thank you
1: and it's the Coldwell Banker Halftime Report 28 to 7 St. Ed's over Elder at the half and uh Steve, uh, looking at the keys to the game uh, for Elder, Elder just cannot afford any more turnovers, and they have to capitalize on opportunities. Those two things are a must. Whether and boy, they're getting the ball back right away. Uh, they need to get points on the board. Absolutely,
2: they need to turn the momentum, and the momentum's not actually really been against them. I mean, the game is much better than the score indicates. I mean, there's been a couple, you know, you know, flashes where, where you know, with the, the pick six and, you know, the, the last 16 seconds, you know, everything would have been different. Uh, um, but, you know, St. Ed's was able to – get the ball down to the 35 with 16 seconds to go and uh, work the sideline and, and uh, through the alley-oop pass, basically uh, hail Mary to the corner of the end zone. And uh, their taller receivers were able to outgun the, the guys that Elder had back there on that. And, and uh, you know, that that, that, that score is going to be uh, diff- difficult to overcome, but Elder gets the ball back, like you said. And it really it's incumbent on them not to – let missed opportunities go. They need to make some opportunities. Things aren't going to always fall to them. So, you know, they've had opportunities for a couple turnovers. One they got, one went through three people's hands like you talked about. But but they have to capitalize on every St. Ed's mistake. They have to create some St. Ed's mistakes, I think, in the second half to, to get this get this ball, get this going. They can't have any more missed opportunities.
1: Well, next week uh, they, they head down, the Elder Panthers head down to Louisville. Uh, they'll be playing Louisville St. X, another, uh, kind of like what you said, uh, St. Ed's is kind of the all-star team of, of, of the Cleveland area. I've heard from many, many people throughout the years, Louisville St. X is basically the all-star team of Louisville, another tough team that they're going to be playing with. Now, I'm going to be truthful up front. We're working hard to get that game on the air. I uh, I, I hate to say that COVID is going to cost us this game uh, for us broadcasting it, but... Uh, way, 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 way back early in the season, uh, Len uh, and his family are taking their son uh, out uh, on his 21st birthday, a well-deserved break, and I've given plenty of information on that. I uh, had a, our play-by-play guy, John Curtley, for years and years was going to come in and do the game for us, meet us halfway. He lives in Peoria, Illinois. Well, unfortunately, uh, there is a death in the family cause from covid and uh, the way that the family things are working out, he couldn't do it. So, play by play guy number three, we went to, and a, a guy that used to be the play by play voice of the Cincinnati Cyclones, a real good guy, and everything in today. His wife's a school teacher, and she tested positive for COVID. Of course, she's vaccinated. and That's what I'm trying to think. Well, wait a minute. If she's been vaccinated. How can you get it? But, anyways, uh, so he's out. So now we're literally uh six days away and we're, we're scrambling to find a play-by-play voice after uh, our third one Plus <laughs>
2: you have to have somebody that, that has the wherewithal to go down there and hook the equipment up unless yeah, you're well, now i'm
1: going down and tom kennedy said he's going to go down with me so that that's a good thing i know uh, but
2: i'll be on hey, assignment in in, in, uh, in bristol. bristol yeah in so bristol, anyways France it's yeah.
1: uh, we're working hard to get a play-by-play guy and that's not easy hey to do it number one uh, get somebody to do it number two to want to go to louisville so anyways i'm saying it up front if the game if we don't do it that's because of covid <laughs> but we're working hard yeah, on that we got six days and if I, you're I, out
2: there in the listening faithful and you have done
5: it contact yeah, and you're,
1: you're you're pretty good because there's a lot of people that say hey i i know somebody but boy oh boy i listen to a lot of online calls throughout the area and you appreciate the good ones and you and it comes out with, with the bad ones. We don't want to have that. So, uh, but anyways, that's it. But we'll we'll try to get that on. See a big night of football coverage for us as well. The rest of the game, and then following the game, you and I eventually. Len will come on over, and uh, to Roosters on Crookshank.
2: Phil said he may make a cameo there, hey. and uh, Brian Flaherty is going to be uh, our our, our guest.
1: Yeah, the the. Cross country head coach. So, we're looking forward to a great evening. Normally, it's kind of an after the game kind of a snack afterwards. Now, it's going to be looking at dinner time, having a nice right. I'm sure there's going to be lots of games on the TV. They have TVs all lots over the place. Lots of good games like
2: college wise. So, yeah.
1: So, anyways, join us out at Roosters, and that's all the time we have here for the Colwell Banker Halftime Report. Stay tuned for the second-half action. We have Len Harvey and Phil the Throat Bengal calling all the action here in the second half right here on the Prep Sports Radio
0: Network. Support for Elder Panther football is from Cliffview Resort and Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals. Immerse yourself in the natural beauty and serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. However large or small your group, and no matter what conveniences you're looking for, you'll find a clean and comfortable stay at Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals or Cliffview Resort. Proud sponsors of Elder Panther football. Do you
13: have a sniffle from cheering
0: on your favorite
13: team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and com. Hey,
1: Panther fans. The Urology Group wants to wish this year's team all the best for a successful season. The team works hard to make every game memorable. But what if your biggest memory of the game is standing in line for the restroom? If you're experiencing frequent trips to the restroom, the Urology Group can help. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com proud to support elder football
0: with the sacred heart radio app on your phone sacred heart radio goes wherever you go for android devices search the google play store for sacred heart radio sunrise and click install for iphone go to the app store and search sacred heart radio sunrise and click get and then you've got sacred heart radio everywhere
7: hoding realtors is a proud sponsor of elder high school football the professionalism integrity and work ethic of hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, or on the web at hoding.com.
12: Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership, and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We
5: are Kelsey
10: Chevrolet, from our family to yours.
4: Welcome back to the Banker Halftime Report. I'm Len Harvey. We'll uh, go over some of the uh, Stats from the first half in uh, Lakewood St. Edwards with a 28-7 lead. It all started with a 40-yard touchdown by Ramos uh, for the quarterback with 10.42 left in the first quarter on the first drive as the uh, Panthers' kickoff went out of bounds. They started at the 35 and a 65-yard uh, touchdown. And then Ramos again, this time a 6-yard touchdown to make it 14-0 with a minute 49 left in the the first quarter in the second quarter Ramsey struck with a one-yard touchdown run to make it 14 to 7 Chris Cameron then had an interception with about 634 left in the second quarter and Elder was on the move until an interception for a touchdown by Freer Brown of St. Edwards of 45 yards and that made it 21 to 7 Lakewood St. Ed's and then another interception by Freer Brown uh, right around 310 and they had a, a holding penalty which brought it back all the way to the six-yard line. So you would think at that point, and I got to go 94 yards. Well, that's exactly what they did in three minutes and 10 seconds. The ending on a 35-yard touchdown uh, by Divine uh, from Lakewood St. Eds, and Ramos gets the touchdown to make it 28 to seven in the first half. And uh, Elder will get the ball first in the second half, which is good. So they have to kind of take notice there and get something going in the second half because right now 28 to 7 lakewood st ed as good as advertised the panthers on the rushing attack luke flowers at two carries for seven yards ben hamilton at four carries for 16 yards drew ramsey at three carries for one yard hamilton had 15 of 22 he was at two interceptions those were big 165 yards of passing he was sacked a couple of times as well uh, drew ramsey with two of two uh, for four yards on that on the elder side so not uh, much there, but uh, the Panthers, a 28-7 to deficit. This game is brought to you by Cooper Electric. They're proud to support elder football. Reliable service and prompt and quality service is the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business, upgrading your electrical service, for your home, and your business needs with Cooper Electric. Cooper Electric at 513-271-5000. And, Phil, just a, you know, a couple of tough plays. Otherwise, this could be a lot closer.
11: Yeah, it could be a lot closer. But right now, Panthers are going to come out. They're going to get the ball first. And like we've said in the previous weeks, if the Panthers have been down or in the past, you, you got to chip away, and it starts with this this offensive drive. You can get the football. You want to have a good drive. You don't have to score on a first play. Doesn't have to be a huge play. You can move the ball methodically down the field, three yards in a cloud of dust if you want. You just have to chip away, and it starts with putting the ball in the end zone. And so that's the key of this drive: is they have to put the ball in the end zone and start knocking those points off the board. And then the defense at halftime talked about what they need to do, too, so that they can start helping the all, get the offense back on the field quick like they've been doing and keep moving. It's, it's just a little one step at a time. You know, that it's, it's, it's cliche, but, you know, there's no 21-point play. You're going to have to do this pretty slowly, but it starts this first drive, and I think Elder's offense, I, I like the way that they have been taking advantage of the heavy rushers at times, whether that's been some quick dump-offs or it's been letting a quick draw develop. I think that's been very key for the Panthers. So let's see if they will come back with that. Plus they had some big plays downfield uh, in the first half where they did make some big catches with Harp and Kirsch and, and Klusman. So some guys made some bigger plays. And, and Ramsey going up, a couple of them in the middle of the field. So they, they've been able to run their offense. And, and, Len, I think that that's something that we'll see the Panthers – I think they're going to look good on this first drive and punch one in.
4: Well, I hope so. I mean, Coach Ramsey talked about it in the pregame show. They are good. This Lakewood St. Edwards, they are a good team, and they've shown that. And, uh, you know, Brown has been able to run. You know, he ran one for a touchdown back on an interception, got another big interception, then led to the 94-yard drive. So defensively they've done a, a pretty good job. But like you said, you know, they've been a couple plays away, and they're going to need to do it here. Nicholas Paff will line up back deep. For the Panthers, they are in their home purple jerseys with the white pants and the purple stripes along the side. Lakewood St. Edwards, like the Green Bay Packers, if you haven't seen it, they've got the white shirt with the green numbers, the yellow pants with the green stripe along the side, and they've got the E instead of the G, right? <laughs> instead of Green Bay, right? Yeah. That's pretty much the only the only real difference in the helmet, although the and and the fact that uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing quarterback, right? So. Setting up, uh, they'll go from left to right. The uh, Ben Lavelle will kick it off for Lakewood St. Ed's. 28-7. They lead it to start this third quarter, and the kick is going to be a high one taken by Pfaff at the 2. He's at the 5, at the 10. He gets to the 15. He goes wide and just gets back to about the 19, close to the 20-yard line where the Panthers will set up. So with 11.54 remaining, now Elder is hosting a charity concert which is already sold out with Darius Rucker on September 30th and they're in need of some volunteers to ensure the success of the fundraiser fundraiser rather they are greatly needed. Duties include ushers, ticket takers, concessions and help desk. For more information you can contact Elder at 513-921-3744 help at the Darius Rucker fundraiser concert on the 30th. First and ten at the 21 for the Panthers. They'll set up with four wide receivers off to the left. Hamilton back at his 13. He steps to throw. It is complete to harp at the 30-yard line and a gain of nine on first down. They're going to say, let's see, did he catch it? Looked like he caught it.
11: Yep, they're marking a catch. It just There was a little movement of the ball afterwards after he had hit the ground. It looked like the ball went off of his helmet there. Uh, but uh, one of the biggest things on that was Hamilton took another shot, but he stayed in the pocket and was able to throw that ball as was collapsing for a nice nine-yard gain.
4: Second and one from the 30 for the Panthers, down 28-7, 11-20 to play in the third. Two wide left and one to the right. Hamilton to give us the flowers up the middle, flowers across the 30 to the 32-yard line, and that will be a first down for the Panthers. So the Panthers get their, you know, first down. They get a little bit going. Now let's keep it going.
11: Perfect. Just just you're getting it going. Like you said, you picked up the first down. You're moving the football. You got a nine-yard gain. You got a short gain to get to the sticks, and now you get a fresh set of downs, and, and you go ahead and let's go go back to it again doesn't have to be gigantic plays on this drive and sometimes that's better for this offense because they can get those shorter blocking periods and not have to worry about eds who right now look like they're they looks like they're gonna bring six yeah they are
4: too wide to the left side shotgun is hamilton and now Flowers goes in motion and the throw to Flowers complete at the thirty-five and he's out to the thirty-seven yard line. Got three yards on that, and we'll take that after it looked like Hamilton was gonna get sacked in the backfield.
11: Right, they brought two again all, all on the outside. They just like the crowd guys up and then they dropped. They had six on the line, dropped two back, or dropped one guy really back on, on the opposite side on the weak side. And then continue with that pressure. Hamilton again making another throw as he was hit.
4: Second down and six from the 38-yard line. Two wide to the right, two to the left side. Shotgun Hamilton. Now looking as Ramsey goes to his left side. And now the pitch to Ramsey. Ramsey's going to get to about the 39 right around the 40-yard line before Brown got him in the backfield.
11: Not a lot. They're barely going to move the stick here. One of the things though, that was an advantage, edge did, again, they, they tried to blitz, but they guessed wrong on that one, and, and basically Hamilton able to pitch that ball right away from where that defender thought he was going to take him and get a big sack and move. Little game, manageable
4: third down here, but, again, big play for the Panthers keep this drive going. they got three wide receivers. Kluzman's off to the far right. They'll set up a third and four at the 40-yard line. They've got four now. They've got two to the left side. Shotgun for Hamilton back at his 32. Here comes the blitz. The throw down intercepted at the 45 and out the 40 and 35. He's still on his feet to the 30 to the 28-yard line. And that was number 34, Wyatt Gaden. or Gideon, rather, on the uh, interception. So the third interception of the game for Lakewood St. Edwards.
11: A lot of pressure coming outside from one of the corners. You could just see the. it was a, a, a design blitz. He came, he came fast. He came quick and was just un. It was unable to be picked up in the backfield. Hamilton, again, hit when he was throwing that football, and there were three white jerseys there. Harp was still running down. Needed more time.
4: Ramos now the handoff up the middle and gets to the 25-yard line. And Ovich on the carry for Lakewood St. Edwards. Football season begins hot and humid, then finishes cold and frigid. So Schmidt Heating and Cooling wants you to keep your family comfortable no matter what the weather. Schmidt Heating and Cooling, 531, 3 They've been family-owned and operated since 1954. They'll give you the straight answers and help you what you're looking for with your system. Schmidt Heating and Cooling is proud to support elder football. Second down and eight from the 26-yard line. One wide receiver to the right, one to the left. Make that two now to the left. Shotgun Ramos. And now the give is... Set around the 25 and round to the 22-yard line. The carry by Yanovich for Lakewood St. Edwards. And
2: finally,
11: Josh Dugan brings him down on that play as he kind of just tried to pick up a few extra yards. And the Panther defense here, if they can somehow force them, get a stop on this third down, hold them at a, a third and four, third and five, make them make a decision whether or not they want to kick. A kick from here an extra, or a field goal wouldn't be bad because of the wind at your back. Uh, at this distance but make them make that tough decision
4: third and four from the 22 two wide left and one to the right Ramos gives now to and Inovic. Inovic gets inside the 20 and right around there but they stack them up so let's see where they finally uh, mark him but it's going to be close it's going to be a I think it's still going to be a fourth down coming up in two yes fourth and two they'll mark it at the 20. great job Dugan
11: uh Scher and gutkunst all came off of that pile and they you know bringing some Different guys out here, but still Ron Ramos back out. I mean, they're going to go for it here on this fourth and two. Very generous spot uh, on that one. Very, very quick uh, to spot that football.
4: I'll mark it at the 24th and two at the 20. One wide left. Shotgun for Ramos. Ramos looking and rolling and going to get into the 20, 15, 10, 5, 20-yard touchdown for Ramos. His third touchdown of the game.
11: And once he got to the second level, there was no, no purple shirts there to, even, to make a play. For the Panthers, good job, St. Ed's. Good blocking just to, get again, give him the option to pick those angles and those lanes, and he picked up another one. So quick score after the Panthers, you know, unable to convert on their first offensive
4: possession and find themselves in another hole. 34-7, Lakewood St. Ed's, 726 left in the third quarter. Getting ready to add the extra point is Lavelle. Goodall will hold, and the kick is up with the right foot. And this one is good. So seven twenty-six remain in the third quarter. It's Lakewood St. Ed's 34 and the Panthers 7. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
1: <gasps>
16: Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. <laughs> And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7, 365,
4: 513-271-5000, 271-5000. Welcome back to the pit on a Saturday afternoon. Len Harvey and Phil Bengel, and it's all Lakewood St. Ed's. They lead it 35-7 after adding that extra point. Another touchdown by Ramos, his third touchdown of the game on the ground. He had one from 40 yards, from 6 yards, and now from 20 yards on uh, fourth down, and it's 35-7. to the Lakewood St. Edwards Eagles all over the Panthers right now and the ball comes off the tee but Phil it's just you know one of those things they another interception it's three interceptions now for Hamilton but it's the kind of game where you learn something from next week it's Lakewood's next week it goes to Louisville St. X and then it's St. X so it doesn't get any easier the next couple of games
11: no and the Panthers they've been right there I mean they're still in this football game I mean I know it's it's four scores but it's still at the point to where if they can get, get some momentum going, they can get some positive traction, and, and that's what needs to happen. I mean, we know that the Panthers have turned the ball over, but St. Ed's has also had their fair share of putting the ball on the turf. elder just hasn't benefited from it yet. So a little momentum, what the Panthers need, but just keep working. Again, don't do anything outside of what you're you you're know what you're trained to do because that's when you start making even more mistakes. Right now it's a, it's a matter of
4: let's let's get this – Get the train back moving. After the kick goes into the end zone, the Panthers have a first down at the 20-yard line. First and 10 for the Panthers. Down 35-7. to Two-wide receiver to the right. Hamilton back, stepping up, looking to throw. And it is complete to Broxerman. He gets to the 35 35- to the 38-yard line where he's finally taken out of bounds by number nine, Jack Riley. Good pocket by the Panthers. Hamilton still
11: with a little contact after he threw the football. And Broxerman, big catch, taking the ball You know, down the field for the Panthers all the way to the 37. So good pickup on first down. There's that confidence that you need. Now, you know, go ahead and just the offensive line just needs to realize they can block these guys. They can do it. They've done it
4: play after play. First and ten from the 37-yard line. Hamilton in the shotgun. One wide to the right. Looking left looking looking throwing left and it is ramsey complete at the 50 45 and he's out at the 39 yard line of lakewood st ed's before riley got him and ramsey gets the first down and we're going to go ahead and i
11: think we're going to get a uh we're going to get a penalty they're going to be roughing the passer on st ed's and i saw what they're doing and again in 17 from St. Ed's, man, the lip he's giving the official. He's lucky the official didn't throw him another one because he said he hit him with the forearm. You know, it's, again, one of those things. You get a penalty called on you. I mean, whether it's Elder, whether it's Ed's or any other team that we play, I mean, anybody, if the referee calls penalty, I mean, just just shut your mouth. Yeah. You know, the last thing you need to do is get a 15 and add another 15 on it for your play, for your team. So the Panthers get a good good markup there uh, and move the football. We'll see here, though, I think they're talking about where they –
4: yeah, it was originally at the 40, so they got to do 15 from there. Yeah, now they to do 15 yeah. from here. I was wondering why they wouldn't give them an extra 15 yards, but uh, this game is brought to you by River Ridge, uh, River Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals. Emerge yourself in the natural beauty of serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. Enjoy a clean, comfortable stay for, a fo- for a small or large groups. Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals are... Clip uh, Resort, a proud sponsor of Panther Sports. And here's Hamilton back to throw. He's going to run it instead. 20, he gets to the 25 to the 22-yard line. A gain of three on first down for the Panthers, and Hamilton avoided the sack.
11: Yeah, Mike, Kilbane makes the tackle for the Eagles after he's able to scramble for about a three-yard pickup. He just didn't like what he saw and went to scramble. And then right after that, Ed did a good job getting off their box and making a play. But the Panthers in good territory here. Last time we saw them move the football like this, though, unfortunately they did turn the ball over. So you know that's kind of on their mind to make sure good ball control.
4: Kirch goes in motion. They go to the left side of him for a little bit of help. Hamilton in the backfield. He throws. It's complete to Ramsey inside the 20 to the 18-yard line. A gain of four on second down. It'll be third down coming up from about three yards away.
11: At this point, I mean, you're going you're going for six. So this is you know they got two downs to pick up pick up these three yards. I mean, just for this one here. Get a good positive gain. See if you can pick it up on this. But if not, no, you got to do it again. You got two downs to do it. So there's just. Guys up front, make sure you got guys marked. And if they bring those blitzes in, even just a little bit of a, a chip on some of those guys on the outside, just a chip on them slows them down just enough to get a play working.
4: Third and three from the 18 for the Panthers. 5:15 remaining in the third. Two wide receivers to the right, three to the left. Empty backfield for Hamilton. Here comes the blitz. Look out. And the throw is to Ramsey. Incomplete. Intended right around the 19-yard line. And they were lucky on that one as uh, number 33, Matthew Mulner was close to that one. That one just
11: behind Ramsey, just another quick throw. They tried to bring those fast outside blitzes again, just really bringing guys that are just punishing Elders' offensive linemen. It makes like they seem like they're going backwards, and so Hamilton's making those throws a lot quicker. So you're looking at a fourth and three here, and the Panthers are definitely, I mean, you're going for it at this point in a football game. So, And we've seen them have some big pickups, uh, let's see. I, I would think they're probably going to go through the
4: air on this one. And they'll see. The that, that Elders is going to call a timeout. We'll take a timeout with 5.07 left in the third. It's 35 7. Liquid St. Ed's on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
7: Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Shoster-Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Welcome back to
4: the pit. Len Harvey and Phil Bengel here on a Saturday afternoon. Just couldn't be more of a gorgeous afternoon to play football, but a fourth and three for the Panthers coming up at the 18-yard line. They call timeout to try to get something going here. They're, they need this one down 35-7, to Phil. This
11: will be a big one for the Panthers, not just in the sense of getting another score on the board, but also just getting that the confidence back in your offense. You built it against Beacon Hill last week, but – you know, we all know that that Beacon Hill team is not, it's not St. Edward's. No. And St. Edward is, uh, is a very big team, a team that you always know when you're talking about. If you want to make a postseason run, they're going to be there at some point. So you know that even just being able to, to put some offense together here as this game gets late can help you if you come across them again.
4: Three wide receivers to the left side. Hamilton in the backfield. Fourth and three at the 18-yard line for the Panthers. Setting back at his 25, and he's going to be sacked back at the 34-yard line. And And a a big sack by number 23, and it's uh, Cam Drury. And there's that outside blitz again. You know, Mikey
11: Kirsch was on the edge of that, but he had a guy coming at him, covered him up on a hat blitz, and then they brought another guy on his side. He he had nowhere to – he couldn't do anything on that. He couldn't get off and make that block, so it's just uh, that was a tough one uh, for the Panthers, and, and that seems like what Ed's has been doing all night is, is really trying to put a hat on a hat on our offense line and then bring those blitzes.
4: First and ten for Lakewood St. Ed's the other way at the 30-yard line. Ramos back at his 22. He's got all day to throw. He rolls. He's looking, throws, and it is complete at the 44-yard line by number five Rayshawn Manning, Jr. <laughs>
11: We'll see if Eds goes back to what they did before, Len, which was they there they go. They're going to go, going to try to go quick on the Panther defense.
4: They're going quick, and they've got three wide receivers to the left and one to the right. They do have in the backfield is Danny Rinovic. They set up, or is that yeah? Rinovic will carry into about the forty-seven yard line, a gain of three on that first down carry. This game is brought to you by Hoding Realtors. It's proud to bring your elder football. The next time you're selling your home or looking for a new one, call one of these elder grads and holding team members, Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Hoding, Tim Obermeyer, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, or Mike Wright. And they set up now with a give to, again, at the 49-yard line, this time again of a couple. Call Holding Realtors for all your real estate needs at 451-4800 or visit them on the web at hoding.com. 4 remaining here in the third quarter as they do a quick pace again. Three wide receivers left and one to the right. Shotgun on this third down and four at the 49. And the quarterback keeper, and it's going to be Ramos, and he's going to get inside the 40, still with it, 35-30. And he gets finally taken out by Camerer around the 23-yard line. But another first down, and Ramos continues to run the ball well. That's today. almost that
11: same play that he broke earlier for those big touchdowns right down the hashes. But this time the Panthers were able to force him outside and, and finally get him out of bounds like Chris Kammerer forced him out. But several purple jerseys got into him. So they're poised again looking to
4: score. And now Inovic carries it inside the 20 to the 19 on the first down carry at the 23. So four yards on the play. This game is brought to you by Pet Wants. Uh, sells fresh pet foods by the pound, and it's made locally in Ohio and with free next-day delivery. You can visit online at PetWantsCincyWest.com. And with 3.40 to go in, in this one, 35-7, to 7, Lakewood St. Ed's, and we've got an injured player on the field for Lakewood St. Ed's.
11: Yeah, injured offensive lineman. I think he kind of got tangled up there in that play. Um, he, he was looking at, you know, he, he kind of – Grim is down at his right ankle, so hopefully it's nothing more than maybe just somebody rolled up, took a helmet to it or something like that. But the medical staff for St. Edward is attending to him right now, and Coach Curran and the defensive coaches are out there getting to talk. to elders defense talking about trying to see if they can get a hold here, knowing that they're going to go quick again. As we get to that 340 mark, St. Ed's would love to punch another touchdown in to put an exclamation point on this one.
4: Yeah, that, uh, you know, setting up, and that was Gio Kennedy, and he does get off on his own power, so Gio Kennedy goes to the sidelines for Lakewood St. Ed's on this second down and six, they'll mark it at the 19-yard line. 340 remaining here in the third quarter, 35-7, Lakewood St. Ed's on top, three wide receivers to the right, and now one to the left side. Shotgun for Ramos, he's got Inovich in the backfield. And now the fake and the throw, and it's complete inside the 15 to the 10. And he's out to the 8-yard line, and that was number 11, Jackson Miller on the reception for Lakewood St. Ed's. Good count.
11: able to tie him up, and then a couple guys come in and assist on the tackle, but not after they
4: pick it up and move to first and goal. First and goal at the 9-yard line, 320 and counting in the third. Three wide left, one to the right side. They set up now with Marvin Bell in the backfield to give us to Bell. Bell's going to carry it to about the five-yard line. First ice for Cyclones is October the 30th, so get your full season or partial season tickets now. Heritage Bank Arena will be rocking again this season, so visit CyclonesHockey.com for scheduled promotions and fun. Cyclones hockey is more than just a game. Second down and goal from the six, three wide to the left, and now it's going to be R- R- Ramos again, and he's into the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, Paff got him, got the helmet knocked off of Ramos, but it didn't matter. Ramos gets his fourth touchdown of the game.
11: Yeah, not able to get to him really until he got into the end zone, and that's, again, that same play where he makes that decision and, and the line's blocking to the right, and he just bounces that sucker out to the left. So Ed's been pretty confident running that play. It's the third or fourth time about we've seen that, that similar one tonight or this afternoon, really, so with 2.46 to go, I
4: mean, they're looking to make this a 42-7 football game. They get ready to add the extra point, and the kick is up, and this one is no good. So with 2.46 remaining, it's Lakewood St. Ed's 41, and the Elder Panthers 7 will take a time out of the Prep Sports Radio Network.
8: Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com.
4: Welcome back to the pit on a Saturday afternoon. The Elder Panthers trailing 41-7 to after another Ramos touchdown. This time the extra point was no good. Ramos has had touchdowns of 40 yards, 6 yards. He's had 20 yards and just a 9-yard touchdown this time, and uh, he has four touchdowns in the game, and it's 41-7. to So the Panthers need to get something going here. Now uh, we'll have some running clock, I believe, right?
11: Correct. Yeah, the clock's going to start running, and, and again, at this point, anything you can do offensively or defensively is is prep for not not really prep for the next week, but it's the idea of getting back on your horse, getting getting things right again. So let's see what Elder's offense they can muster up a good drive here. They've had plenty of them.
4: Here's Paff going to carry it at the 20-yard at line, and he's still with it. I got a face mask, I think, around the 25-yard line. The flag is back at the 22, so I think Nick Paff uh, we're going to add some yardage onto that with 227 remaining for over 114 years the red wing shoe company of red wing minnesota has crafted and distributed premium footwear for work and outdoor and now with red wing shoes ultimate fit experience you'll receive state-of-the-art foot scanning fitting and products best suited for your work environment get the ultimate fit experience at one of five cincinnati red wing shoe locations western hills Florence, kentucky eastgate mason and tri-county 227 left here in the third quarter the panthers will get it at the 31-yard line after the added uh, extra yardage for the Panthers. So three wide receivers now to the left. They'll set up with Hamilton. They've got Kirch to try to block a little bit, but they give it to Flowers, and Flowers gets across the 30 to the 34-yard line, a gain of about three for the Panthers. Good hole opened up by the offensive line of Flowers. It's a good start.
11: And that's, a, you know, go back to what I said before. They've had some good drives. They've all just had their problems. And, I mean, that's something you'll look on film and say, well, why did this drive stall out or what was our problem here? And that's where you make your adjustments and you learn as a player uh, moving forward. But one of the things, one of the positives I see from this game is it almost seems like every first down, the Panthers have been able to pick up four to five yards, and that's something if you can do that when we get into the GCL South, you're giving yourself a heck of an opportunity to win some games.
4: Second and seven from the 34. Hamilton looks to throw, complete to Ramsey. Ramsey tries to get back and does to the 36-yard line, a gain of yeah. just a couple. And, Phil, we forgot to mention that Jim and John's did a good job with the press box getting some food together tonight. Yeah,
11: Jim and Jack's brought, Jack, yeah, brought food down for us, and uh, – you know, good job uh, bringing those things in, and they did great food uh, from them as usual down on on route to, down on route 50 down there. Uh, you know, always open. Great supporter of Elder and Elder Athletics. So if you get an opportunity, get down there, check them out. They have live music and things like that. So hopefully, uh, you know, you get an opportunity. We love it. Whether it's somebody you hear on the radio, you see on the Internet, you hear us talking about it, you know, if you can support the people that support Elder High School, you know, we greatly appreciate it, and we greatly, and I'm sure the, the uh, owners of those businesses appreciate it as well. Third
4: and five from the 36-yard line, setting up Hamilton, rolling still, and he's going to throw it to the side. He did get hit pretty hard, and around the 40-yard line, the pass is complete off to the sidelines, and that was uh, Harp with the catch, but Hamilton got hit pretty hard.
11: Yeah, he got hit again. He was being chased down on that. They brought another, uh, another big push on the backside, but Hart made a uh, made a big old catch there.
4: Fourth and two for the Panthers at the thirty-nine yard line. Seventeen seconds remaining here in the fourth, qu- third quarter, rather. Forty-one to seven, Lakewood St. Ed's on top, and I don't think the Panthers are going to run another play here for the third quarter, Phil. Yeah, is that running
11: clock? We started this at 2:46. I mean, it's a it's a 2:40. It's two minutes and 46 seconds,
4: just like a regular old clock, and that rolled fast. Yeah, it did. Uh, that is the end of the third quarter of play with the score: Lakewood St. Eds 41 and the Panthers 7. We'll take a time out on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
0: A visit to a great Smoky Mountain paradise is just a click away at HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Planning a family reunion that needs an 8 bedroom cabin or just an intimate single room cabin, Hemlock Hills Resort cabin has it all. With cabins in Gatlinburg or rental units in Pigeon Forge, you'll be near all the best attractions. Fall and holiday seasons fill up fast, so reward your family with a mountain escape from Hemlock Hills Resort cabin Welcome
4: back to the pit at Elder High School. Len Harvey and Phil Bengo on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, a rare saturday game there is one other saturday game coming up on october 2nd but mostly friday night football but today a great saturday afternoon unfortunately the score is not good lakewood st ed's on top 41 to 7 but
11: they've done a good job you know making the long trip you know driving down day of and and you know uh that's always something that we talk about all the time is that sometimes that bus trip can hurt you and they came out and, and really executed their game plan well uh, as they continue to move through. And St. Edwards, we know their past uh, uh, results from the previous weeks, we know that they're going to be definitely somebody who's going to be there in the end of the season.
4: Fourth and two from the 39, Ramsey's going to take a quarterback. He's going to pitch it to Flowers. Flowers across the 40, he's out to the 45, and it gets a first down to the 47-yard line before he's taken down by number 41, in addition to many, and that's Jeremiah Radcliffe and company. So the Panthers do get a first down, a first and ten at the 47-yard line. If you're feeling good and hungry, then you know it's skyline time. There's no better west side tradition than Skyline Chili. Before after the game, Skyline Chili on Del High Pike, Harrison Avenue, and or Glenway Avenue across from Pep Boys. Eleven nineteen left in this fourth quarter. Panthers trailing 41-7. to They'll have a first down and ten at the forty-seven two wide receivers to the left and one to the right side shotgun for Ramsey in the backfield and Ramsey's going to run it he gets to the 45 and he goes outside of the 50 45 and he's out of bounds at the 43 yard line before he is taken out by number 26 Carlton Lanningham the third
11: there's a good push by the Panthers picking up just get that block get on the outside you know little the Again, you'll be able to see on film, okay, let's look at this play worked really well for us up front, and this one, you know, or a similar one two plays ago, here's why it didn't. With all the different cut-ups these coaches have, they would be able to really learn from that
4: as we go into next week. First and 10 at the 42, three wide receivers to the left, including Ramsey this time. And now it's going to be thrown by Hamilton to Ramsey, but it's too far to the left side, a little bit wide on that. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience, and your west side experts at Cole Banker, uh, buying your dream home or selling your current home, and skillfully guided by Cole Banker agent at 922-9400 to visit them on the web at cbhomes.com. 10.05 remaining here in the fourth quarter, 41-7. to 7. Panthers trailing this one. Next week it's Louisville-St. Xavier on the road. And then it's another road game for St. X coming up back-to-back weeks. Second down and 10 at the 42. One wide receiver to the right side. And they set up with Klusman. And now the throw, it's left side. To, it's going to be Ramsey to the 40. He's out to the 35 and out that bounds at around the 32-yard line. So a gain of 10. And that will be enough for a first down for the Panthers. And able to get that edge and, and move the ball. I mean,
11: this is the type of things. I mean, in this game, you put a score in, but at this point, get that confidence back for Ben Hamilton after having a ball, you know, turned over, and that, that helps big, getting Ramsey back involved after, you know, pick central where he, he, had a, he struggled, and again here against St. Ed's, having a much bigger game.
4: First and 10 at the 30-yard line. The clock continues to run with the running clock. They go right side, and Ramsey goes in motion. Hamilton, the pitch to Flowers. Flowers inside the 30. He gets to the 25, and now he's out around the 20-yard line. He was uh, taken out by number 24 of Lakewood St. Ed's, Warren Bloodworth.
11: Good block on the outside by Harp to to kind of free him up for an extra few yards. So the Panthers able to, uh, again, there's, there's some positives that you're seeing throughout here.
4: Look no further than Hemlock Hills Resort. Rentals for the top-of-the-line vacation cabins throughout the Smoky Mountains. From small couple cabins to large family reunion units, visit them at HemlockHillsCabinRentals.com. 8.33 remaining in this one, 41-7, St. Ed's on top. Panthers have a first and 10 at the Lakewood St. Ed's, 19. They go wide to the right side, one to the left, and now Hamilton looking to throw. Here comes the blitz. He's looking for Ramsey. The throw is incomplete as... A nice block on that one by Ian Fairfield, number 13, got his hand on it.
11: Hamilton a little, a little slow to get up after that one. He took another another hit, you know, standing in the pocket. And Ramsey, again, that ball just kind of sailed out in, in a good read by the Eagles defense, come up and break that thing up as the clock now ticks
4: under eight minutes. 7.55 and counting, second down and 10 for the Panthers at the Eagle 19-yard line. The Panthers will set up here trying to get something Something positive to look forward to for next week. They've got one wide receiver in Broxerman to the right side. And two to the left side, including Harp. Ramsey in a quarterback this time, and Ramsey's going to run it inside the 20. He's to the 15, and before he's taken down there, a gain of about four. It'll be third down and six coming up. So the clock continues to run with 7.25 remaining. Four-yard gain for the Panthers. It'll be third down and six at the 15-yard line for Elder. They look to uh, get something positive here. They've got two downs to get something. On a third down and six. They're going to mark. Uh, they'll have two wide receivers make that three now to the left, including Klusman out wide to the left with Brocksterman, And they got two wide receivers, including Ramsey, to the right. Hamilton gets the snap shotgun, throws to the right side, throws in the end zone for the touchdown. It's Harp with another touchdown for the Panthers.
11: Excellent job. Offense line gave good time. Hamilton made a good read. Harp, good route. Gets to the corner, right corner of the, the front of the end zone and, and makes a good
4: grab to put the Panthers on the board here in the fourth quarter. So the Panthers have 13 now, and they'll get ready to get this extra point with Maurer. Auton Reeb will look to hold. Finally get somebody on on. And now we're getting ready to snap this one. Here's the snap. Rotten Reeve hold. The kick is up, and this one is good. So it's 651 remaining. In the fourth quarter, it's Lakewood St. Ed's 41 and the Panthers 14. We'll take a time out of the Prep Sports Radio Network.
7: Skyline Chili before or after a game is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambriniti's family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue and Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time.
10: Together, at last
0: it's Skyline time.
7: This is Deacon Mark Machuga, Director of
3: the Office of the Diaconate. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740
0: WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the pit on a Saturday afternoon.
4: Len Harvey and Phil Bengel, the Lakewood St. Edwards Eagles leading at 41-14. to 14. Harp with a 16-yard touchdown a catch in the right corner of the end zone, and the Panthers get on the board. Mauer will look to kick this one off with 6.51 left. And they'll set up now. Back deep is Marvin Bell. And this one's going to go into the end zone. So the Panthers do a good job again getting those kicks you got. You got to practice that and get those, uh, you know, a couple times today, not good. We've had one in, out of bounds, but Mauer gets one in the end zone there.
11: But the Panthers here, clock is, is at 651, and since the Panthers scored, the running clock is now off. So, uh, you know, a little bit different here for St. Edwards, who who might have been thinking about running some clock, and I think they're going to bring in a new quarterback here. Casey Bullock is going to be at the helm for the Eagles.
4: Yeah, number 15, Casey Bullock. He is six 6'1", 195 pounds. A first down and 10 at the 20-yard line, three wide receivers to the right side and one to the left. Bullock on the give, and right up the middle carrying it is uh, Josh Gribble, I believe, number 27. Let's see if they – yeah, Gribble gets the carry across the 22, about the 22-yard line.
11: Nicholas Papp comes off at the bottom of that pile. A couple other purple jerseys on there as well. You know, the clock is going to roll. I'm sure St. Edward is not going to be in a hurry to, to snap the football. Or, you know, sometimes we see us in previous weeks, they'll be watching that uh, – Official, you know, straight ahead, see when he gives them the five-second
4: warning. So 618 and counting, two wide receivers to the right and two to the left. Bullock on the give to uh, Gribble. Gribble's going to carry it across the 25 to the 27-yard line. A gain of three for Lakewood St. Edwards there with 606 remaining. And they lead it 41 to 14. Zach Gudekunst
11: makes the tackle for the Panthers. First one there, but it still puts St. Ed's in a third and two situation. So able to pick this up with their big front line, I'm sure uh, they should be able to push through and then continue to to
4: work the clock. Third down and two at the 28-yard line, two wide right, two wide left. Shotgun for Casey Bullock, and Bullock gives again, this time to Josh Gribble, and Gribble's going to carry it across to the 30. Let's see if they give him enough for a first down. They've got a measure, I think. Let's see. Nah, I think they yeah. go ahead and move it. First down for the Lakewood St. Edward Eagles. They lead it 41-14, 525. Don't forget, after the game, it's Prep Sports Radio game night at Roosters. So make sure you go Roosters and the Crookshank will be there. I heard a rumor that there might be a Phil Bengel appearance at this. Possibly. Know? Possibly.
11: I didn't, I didn't bring any headshots. All right.
4: So. Well, I you know, first and ten at the 30-yard line, two wide left. Bullock to throw. It is complete to number 88 across the 35 to the forty. Yard line, Dom Carterella got the reception, and they carried across the 43, actually the 42-yard line. So it'll be a first down coming up for Lakewood St. Eds with the 42, with 4.55 and counting left in this fourth quarter. And Casey Bullock in at quarterback for Ramos. So Ramos had four touchdowns earlier. Three wide receivers to the left and one to the right. Bullock calling it out, and Elder moved. So they got him to jump a little bit uh, off to the side. When caring for a loved one with a memory care issue, you need a partner like Artist Senior Living, 5799 Bridgetown Avenue. They understand when a person's memory fades, the core of a person's identity and the passions remain the same. That's the foundation of the Artist Way, a refreshingly different approach to memory care assisted living. Call them at 832. Uh, 832- 15-97. Here's the first down and five at the 47. Quarterback keeper, and it's going to be Bullock across the 40 into elder territory at the 35-yard line. So a nice gain for Casey Bullock and Lakewood St. Ed's as they continue to, to run the offense the same way.
11: Charlie Mormon makes the tackle for the Panthers, uh, saving really a touchdown. I mean, that looked like everything, like you said, it looked like everything we saw earlier. Those, those breaks, to get to that second level, and, and they're just able to move. So the Panthers... Looking at another 1st and 10 from their 36.
4: And they set up now to the right side is uh, Josh Gribble, and Gribble's going to run across the 40 to the 35, out of bounds at the 32-yard line with 3.55 remaining here in the fourth quarter. 41-14, Lakewood St. Ed's on top over Elder. Maddox Arnold runs runs him out of bounds
11: on the play, and Elder is shuffling in some different guys on, on defense, just trying to run a few different bodies in there as we ball did go out of bounds, so that clock is stopped under the four-minute mark, so it gives the Panthers a good opportunity to run a new line in.
4: Second down and seven from the 33-yard line for Lakewood St. Ed's. Three wide receivers to the left side. Casey Bullock, shotgun, setting up now to the right. Throws, it's complete to Gribble, incomplete. Gribble had it, lost it at the 30-yard line. they either, either thinking he was going to pick up more or
11: heard footsteps. I mean, that was on the other side, but that ball is pretty wide open, and as he went to turn,
4: just dropped it. Yeah, sometimes you put your feet before. <laughs> you put the car before the horse, right? Is that how that, that works with it? Third down and seven for Lakewood St. Ed's at the 33-yard line. They lead it 41-14. to One wide receiver to the right, three to the left side. Bullock's got Gribble in the backfield to his left. And now looking to give to Gribble. This time he's going to carry it across inside the 30 to the 28-yard line. And the Panthers get a tackle there. That was uh, Benjamin Schammer. Get a tackle there, number 97.
11: Yeah, Scott Schmidt kind of slowed him up first and able to get a couple of purple jerseys on him for the Panthers.
4: 326 remaining. One wide receiver off to the right on this fourth down call. It'll be fourth and two at the 28 yard line. And Bullock calling out the play. Now steps back at his 35, throws complete to the 21 yard line and that will be a first down and that was the catch by number 81 and that is Grady Lentz-Pfeiffer.
11: Tyler McCoy, Rudy Hoffmeyer and uh, Maddox Arno all, all in on the tackle for the Panthers.
4: First and 10 at the 20 yard line for Lakewood St. Ed's one wide to the right three to the left shotgun Bullock and now the give again, it's Gribble, and Gribble gets back to the 20-yard line, but that's it. So uh, no gain on the play for Lakewood St. Ed's. Casey Sullivan
11: came up, made a good play, uh, allowing other guys to come in and assist on that tackle. But like you said, Len, no gain. Good job spilling. They did a little bit of a pull on that play, so the Panthers is able to, to hold him here and give him a second and 10.
4: 2.20 and counting for the Lakewood St. Edwards Eagles with a second down and 10. At the elder twenty. Two wide left, two wide right. Bullock shotgun calling out the play. And the snap and the give. It's gonna be a direct snap, actually. The running back and it out to the ten to the nine yard line. Look like uh, number twenty-nine, Lucas Peruzic.
1: Yeah,
11: went straight to him in the Panthers. Just not able to to get hands on him and bring him down after he gets in the first and goal territory. And Elder continues, you know, rotating guys
4: into this football game. They'll set up now in the backfield. It's uh, Garrett Rotz now at quarterback. So the give to the right to Gribble. Gribble inside the 10 to the 5-yard line. So a gain of about 4 on first down. It'll be second down and goal coming up. With a minute 35, and they continue to try to get some more plays in. Benjamin Shammer
11: with the tackle for the Panthers. Uh, like you said, Len, as they move the football and it gets that, you know, the one, 130 mark, and, uh, you know, St. Edwards looking to see if they
4: might be able to punch another one in. And they again go with, uh, in the backfield, Lucas Peruzic, number 29, going to take uh, the snap this time. So they're moving quarterbacks in. This time the give the Gribble inside to the end zone for the touchdown. And Josh Gribble gets a five yard touchdown for Lakewood St. Ed's. So that makes it forty seven to fourteen.
11: Yeah, and it comes down to that point, dude. Good blocking up front. But Panther defense, no matter who it is, you know, they got to get stops. they got to get stops up front. You know, those guys know that as they're subbing in. You know, their job doesn't change depending on the score. So, I mean, you got to be able to get off your blocks and, and fill those holes.
4: Ben Lavelle will kick the extra point. It is up and good. So, with 108 left in the fourth quarter, it's Lakewood St. Ed's 48 and the Panthers 14. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
3: Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom from Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine head team physician for Elder High School. Due to COVID-19, 2020 has been an incredibly challenging year for all of us, but at Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we never closed our doors. We immediately instituted extra screening, cleaning and protective protocols for all our patients and associates, backed up by an outstanding hospital network of comprehensive care providers. We're available six days a week, including Saturday morning sports clinics. That's Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 6045 Bridgetown Road, 513-347-9999. Proud to support Elder Football.
4: Welcome back to the Prep Sports Radio Network's presentation of Elder Football. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal here at Elder High School, and Lakewood St. Ed's on top, 48 to 14. Just wasn't the Panthers' day today, Phil. Now a couple
11: of turnovers, you know, hurt them when they got deep into the red zone. Uh, as well as, you know, a turnover after you know, the Panthers get a turnover and couldn't capitalize on it, so there's a couple of things that didn't go the Panthers' way. You know, they showed signs of life on offense and defense at, at different times. But, again, you just got to keep building on those things. With the new playoff system this week, I mean, heck, the ECC said in one of their articles, I mean, Harbins don't even really matter anymore. 16 to 17 yeah. teams get in, so in Region 4 at least. So, I mean, only one team's not going to make it. So, at this point, you just got to keep getting better and better till till you get to, uh, you know, to Week
4: 11 slur will kick it off and it's picked up by the Panthers at the 30 35 to the 40 and out around the, the 43 yard line Josh Dugan gets uh, maybe they'll give him to the 45yard line Phil and move it up a little bit further
11: yeah Josh Dugan able to get out there and pick that one up so you know once they set this football to' run start to uh, you know start the clock going again as we got back to that that mark of the running clock so the Panthers probably able to get off maybe one play here
4: well Schuster's is going to be in at quarterback and they're going to line up, uh, they've got Wes Malia off to the left side. Let's see, they, they also have uh, Luke Wilmick. So they've got a, a few, uh, they're getting everybody in the game now with this first and ten from the 43. Uh, the pitch to the left side, it's Orton Reeb and he's out to the 45, and he gets tackled at the 49, moves ahead to the 50, so a gain of seven. By
11: yeah, the officials keep the clock rolling there. Said he didn't get out of bounds. So we're getting a 20-second tick. Elders trying to get, I think they want to get another one in. We
4: got 15 seconds. Let's see if they're going to be able to get this one in. We're down to 10 seconds. Let's see if they can get one more play in as the clock runs at 7. I think they could snap. Let's see, four seconds. Two, one. Can they snap it? No. And that is the end of the ball game. The score: Lakewood Saint Edwards 48, and the Elder Panthers 14. We'll come back here. We'll give you the Cooper Electric Star of the game, and then don't, don't forget, coming up, it's going to be Prep Sports Radio Network Game Night or Game Afternoon or whatever you want to call it. It's starting to be night, and that'll be coming up after as well. That's at Roosters on Crookshank. So please stop by and uh, say hi to everybody on there. But once again, the final score. It's Lakewood, St. Ed's 48, and the Elder Panthers 14. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
0: A visit to a great Smoky Mountain paradise is just a click away at HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Planning a family reunion that needs an eight-bedroom cabin or just an intimate single-room cabin, Hemlock Hills com has it all. With cabins in Gatletburg or rental units in Pigeon Forge, you'll be near all the best attractions. Fall and holiday seasons fill up fast, so reward your family with a mountain escape from HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Safety footwear.
8: There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand. From comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program. And we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com.
9: Elder Football and Sacred Heart Radio is supported by affordable concrete specialists. ACS Concrete is the west side specialist of all small concrete jobs. Nobody else wants to do no job too small. 513-305-6777. 513-305-6777.
6: For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. It's time to
0: call out the Cooper Electric Star of the Game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengel to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey
4: and Phil Bengel and the Cooper Electric Star of the Game. Very, uh, he's had a very good season, and Chris Kammerer had an interception this game. He also played very well on defense. I mean, I know Ramsey had over 100 yards of reception, but we're going to give it to Chris Kammerer because he, he, he's been hard-nosed all year and tonight getting an interception. made a couple of big plays, not just the interception, a couple of big tackles. But the thing is, is Chris Kammerer,
11: you know, why you get star of the game is in games like this, sometimes those big plays, even though they didn't turn in to uh, you know, the offense didn't uh, didn't get a score out of it. It still was a possible you know big momentum changer at a very close point of that football game. So Chris Cammer, you know, start of the week, but you know, Len, as we look on to, to next week and the rest of the season, you, know, you say it over and over, and you say it on the broadcast. But you know, you're gonna you're gonna watch the film on this game. You're gonna you know talk about it. But once you're done watching that film, you're gonna you're gonna move on. And obviously, with the Panthers having you know, playing Saturday but then playing Friday, and they might even have limited film with this football game trying to get ready for for Louisville St. X.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, like you said, Phil, 16 teams make the playoffs. Not much concern, but certainly getting game ready uh, as we get further. Hamilton today, 25 of 36 for three interceptions, unfortunately, for 256 yards. He did have a, a touchdown. Drew Ramsey caught 13 balls for 100 yards. Uh, Andrew Harp had a big day, five catches, 81 yards. He also had a, a touchdown, but, you know, that's really just stats right now. 48-14 was the final today. Any likes, final thoughts, Phil?
11: I, I think the biggest thing is, is and, and you can tell you know, Coach Ramsey's out there talking to the guys right now, you know, the biggest thing is is putting in the work this week. It, it's got to be a whole other level of preparation for, for Louisville St. X. You can't have the same thing that you had coming into this football game it's got to be the same level, you know, totally different level of energy. Uh, it almost gives you the opportunity to reinvent yourself and going into the next game. But we're here. You know, we, we, it's a tough game today. St. Ed did exactly what they wanted to do when they came down here and, and executed a great game plan, great job by St. Edward Eagles. We know that they're going to be a team we're going to be talking about in the playoffs for sure. But I think Elder has that ability. They just got to find their niche.
4: Absolutely. And they continue to get better. Uh, each year but well you know thanks to Mark Bengel to Steve Bengel thanks to Al uh, Korasik who uh, joined us uh, campus ministry uh, in the second quarter thanks to him thanks to uh, Steve Bengel and Paul back at the studio thanks to you the listener once again the final score it was Lakewood St. Edwards 48 and the Elder Panthers 14 next week the game moves back to Friday night as Elder travels to Louisville St. Xavier with a 7 p.m. kickoff and 6.30 pregame show. For Phil Bengel, i Harvey. So long from the pit. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's Prep Sports Radio Network game night from Roosters on Crookshank. Come down, see everybody, have yourself a cold one, and uh, we'll see everybody. For Steve, Tom, uh, you've been listening to the Elder Football uh, Game of the Week. For Phil Bengel, i Harvey. So long on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Have a good night.
0: Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct choice is Coldwell Banker Realty. Their name has changed, but you can continue to expect the same service they provided in your community for many years. Coldwell Banker Realty is your Westside expert. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience, knowledge, and agents that are equipped to handle all situations and allow buyers and sellers to succeed. Coldwell Banker Realty, 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com.
12: Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, Class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. We're the Tri-State's fastest-growing Chevy dealer and pre-owned superstore. Plus, lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Introducing our brand-new, state-of-the-art Kelsey Collision Center, repairing all makes, all models, and working with all insurance companies. Plus, our newly expanded certified service center. From our elder family to yours, go Panthers, Altiora. Visit us at KelseyChev.com.
16: Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365, 513-271-5000, 271-5000.
1: Hey Panther fans, the doctors of the West Side Office of the Urology Group wish you a great season. If you find yourself standing in the restroom line too often, it can be the pits. But don't worry, Doctors Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Plissken, and Rotersheimer in our West Side Office are here for you. They can keep you in the pit instead of in line this season. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. Proud to support elder football. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil
6: and propane supplier for over 30 years. But that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service. And with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061.
7: Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, on the web at hoding.com.
0: It's time time. for Prep Sports Radio Game Night. Brought to you by Rooster's Restaurant, a fun, casual joint. And now, for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores, let's go live to Rooster's Restaurant at 5050 Crookshank Road at Glenway with your hosts, Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel.
1: Well, hello and good evening at Roosters out here on Crookshank. Uh, welcome to Prep Sports Radio game night. And uh, it's kind of an early night. Normally when we're out during game night, it's night. It's dark. it's uh, We've yeah, got the setting sun here. And
2: we're doing a dinner show tonight.
1: Yes. Yes. So, so come out and join us, Roosters, for uh, some good food, good good, hopefully entertainment by us. So we'll try our best. <laughs> uh, I'm going to sing and do a couple of soft shoes and, Maybe we can uh, entertain the Shumhouse, crowd.
2: Shumhaus done.
1: Steve, 48 to 14. Hard to put a, a spin, anyway, to uh, what a good thing it was. But you know, when you you look at the at the early parts of the game, we talked at at the halftime report. There were some pivotal moments that would have been some game changing. Not that the Elder was going to pull the thing out or whatever, but there was a couple of uh, key points in the game. They could have really changed things. But
2: well, elder, you know, they had a tall task coming in. We talked about in the pregame show, just outmanned on in the trenches. Uh, you know, St. Ed's defensive line uh, came in at 240, 230, 264, and 275. Doug Ramsey in, in the pre his pregame comments said. The smallest guy on their line is bigger than the biggest guy on Elder's team this year. So it was just, a, a you know, a, a, a tough road to hoe. They really had to play mistake-free football. And uh, they had some opportunities to, to, to turn the game around and just weren't able to climb up that hill.
1: Right. I, I think the, the biggest one that we were doing, the uh, jumping up and down dance on the sideline, with about 3.40 to go in the first quarter, uh, Elder gets a, uh, well, St. Edge lays the ball on the carpet, and it's flopping around, and three Elder guys almost had it in their grasp, and, uh, and of course, that's why the ball is shaped the way it is. And they, they couldn't trap it, and next thing you know, St. Edge lands on it, and you think, oh, what an opportunity, because we would have been deep in St. Ed's territory.
2: I was, I was standing there, it was right in front of us, Mark, and I, I was doing the do, I was doing the goo dance, trying to. Yeah, uh, right. I was like, oh. well, it's like I, I can get it from here. It's right.
1: Like, and the very next play, uh, big pass down deep into Elders territory, and then uh, that uh, quarterback Ramos had a six-yard run to score, and they went up 14 to nothing. If Elder could have converted that, got that ball back and scored, that would have been seven to seven instead of fourteen to nothing. Very pivotal point there. Uh, and, and Elder also had an interception uh, in the second quarter. At six thirty to go, roughly in the second quarter, things were looking good, and then uh, Hamilton throws a pick six.
2: The very next play. Very again.
1: next play, and you know, once again. Instead of going in 14-14, next thing you know, it's 21-7. So,
2: And, and you know, not to, to, to belabor a point, but you know, just talking about St. Ed's defensive line, Elder's offensive line I think really did a good job. Ben Hamilton, unfortunately, sometimes really had to, to rush his throw and make decisions he probably wouldn't make under normal circumstances. But a couple of the times, because of where we were standing, I could see exactly what he was looking at and guys were running wide open, the, the, the number seven for uh, St. Ed's defense just jumped up a few times, like, like I said, like a jack-in-the-box. I don't know where he came from, but, uh, you know, snagged those balls. And it's just something that they're going to look at on film and, and uh, tweak. But, you know, over, overall, I, you know, I, I think uh, Elder proved they can move the ball against a top-notch defense, uh, like they were saying in the game broadcast, that this is a team that's going to be in the discussion Deep into the playoffs,
1: right. Now, earlier in the week, now we we saw some information that the OHSAA is going to go back to this uh, uh, 18 playoff system again next year. Did was that released officially, or what? Where were 16 teams will get in? 16 teams, teams yeah.
2: Uh, I had not. I do not know if that's official yet or okay. not.
1: I had seen that there was some information about that, and we were talking back and forth of that. But I guess what my point, what I'm leading to, is the fact that, you know, it would be nice uh, that St. Ed's would play teams in Cleveland, Elder would play teams from Cincinnati. And what the point was on, on a link that I had seen is that the GMC, uh, with all the, the – the numbers of teams that they lock up. And we talk about this all the time uh, that you, you would think with a 16 team, uh, 16 teams going into playoffs, it would open up the playoffs to where there would be plenty of uh, well, chances to schedule. And, and,
2: and, and starting next year, the Eastern Cincinnati Conference is going to go to a nine game schedule. So that leaves week one open for other teams to play, and then after week one, they're they're playing themselves. So that immediately takes the following teams off the table for scheduling, not that Elder really had a chance at scheduling them anyway, but Kings, Milford, Turpin, Anderson, Walnut Hills, Wynton Woods, Loveland, West Claremont, Little Miami, and Lebanon would no longer be in the mix to to be, you know, you can't schedule a a game against them. And if you look at the, the other big conference, the Greater Miami league conference they're talking seriously about going to a, a nine week schedule. So week one would be the only, only week that, that Elder LaSalle Moeller or St. X could could schedule a, a, a GMC school. So that takes the could east and west off off the table. Colerain, Mason, Sycamore Fairfield, Princeton, Hamilton, Middletown, and Oak Hills all off the table for nine weeks. So you know, Elder Moeller, LaSalle St. x are forced to play cleveland play uh, louisville play teams from wherever virginia uh, canada uh, it's just, it's just crazy the ohio high school athletic association needs to do something to make local games local amen and, and, uh, you know elders not a prep school it, it, you know it doesn't have hired guns coming in from all over the place. It's a neighborhood school that's forced to play teams like St. Ed's, which is basically, you know, a prep school. An all-star you know, the, team. An all-star completely. team, the way that you know, they bring in talent, and uh, you know, and, and God bless them, they're going to, you know, uh, there's not, nothing against them, but it's awful hard, if you're a neighborhood team, you know, to, to play, yes, you know, maybe some of the other GCL schools are geared for that. You know, elders not.
1: Yeah. and, And Next week, on the on the table is St. X of Louisville, and I have uh, relations down in Louisville, and they always say the same thing: (laughs) St. X of Louisville is an all-star team of St. Louis Louis, of of Louisville, and that's what we're going to see again next week. So, uh, uh, it's not easy.
2: But you know, Louisville had a bye this week. Uh, Louisville St. X had a bye. They didn't play, and they're coming off a 28-21 loss to Louisville Male, uh, one of their teams there. So they're 2-1 and one coming in. I mean, they, they rolled over Owensboro and Central out of Louisville, uh, 51-38 to and 30-6. to But uh, they lost 28-21 to Louisville Mail. So, you know, that's the film I'm sure Elder's going to be looking at to see, you know, what Mail was able to do to, to counter the, 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 the St. X uh, juggernaut that, that's usually – you know, got you know everybody down there. Mal is another uh, school that, that uh, you know is uh, always in contention towards the end for for playoff spots in, in Kentucky.
1: And you're listening to Prep Sports Radio Game Night coming to you live from Roosters on Kirkshank. Uh, join us if you're leaving the pit and looking for a place to fill up, have a little dinner, uh, conversation. Help come on out. Uh, there's uh, looks like there's some tables. This area is. Starting to fill up a pretty well, it's, it's pretty well full on this side. But there there were some tables. If the line
2: becomes available, which it never does. Yeah, right.
1: You're getting it. <laughs> Steve, uh, normally at this time you're working hard to get scores. Tom and I are jibber-jabbering around. Most scores are in. Uh, but the, the, the stuff that really matters the most to us is what happens in the GCL South. And, uh, uh, St. X wins big last night. They travel up to South Bend area, Mishawaka, Mishawaka be, uh, to, near Elkhart. To be precise, yeah. So they they knock off Penn forty-one to ten, and the, the Bombers are the real deal.
2: They go to four zero on the season, and and yeah, they, they they are the real deal. They are a very good football team. Um, uh, with uh, trying hold on get, a second.
1: Right. There we
2: go uh, but you know they, they got uh, four wins uh, they, they won big over Lakota West, who is a quality football team they're three and one on the year this beating their only loss X. to st X they won 31 to 14 in that game over Colerain, rain they put a slobber knocker on them 42 to 7 then uh, against Olentangy Liberty uh, they, they won that game 49 to nothing and then Penn up in Mishawaka they won that game 41 to 10. So they're they're just an offensive juggernaut this year, and the defense has uh, you know only allowed 24, 31 points on the on the year. So yeah, that's 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 pretty impressive.
1: It is. Big Mo uh, gets w- another win last night against Ironton, which they're down on the Ohio River uh, out. I know they're out way out east, but Ironton. Uh, uh, is normally a pretty decent program, but they,
2: you know they're a D5 program. So again, you know Moeller scheduling anybody that'll play them. So you know Moeller will get some some Harbin points, but not as much as if they uh, beat a Division One or a Division Two team. But Moeller, uh, you know, in in a, a, old, a familiar old but kind of a new situation for them lately. They're they're four zero on the season. Um, and, and they've had quality wins against Lakota East uh Julian and uh, East Central and then Ironton so you know they they're, they're rolling next week uh, they, they face off GCL play starts they play uh, St. X next week
1: yeah that, that's uh, in, what what happened at LaSalle last night Steve
2: Oh uh, LaSalle they they uh, they played Louisville Trinity and uh LaSalle won to 48 to 27 so the Lancers, you know, all, all over uh, Louisville Trinity, um, and uh, they're, they're uh, 3-1 and on the year, technically, but for Harbin's standpoints, they're, they're 3-0 and because the IMG Academy doesn't register as an official school because of all the hijinks, I guess, so it doesn't count for Harbin's. It's a non-game, so, you know, they get the average of all their points, so... It, it, it's like a bye week, basically. Uh, so their loss doesn't affect them at all, and works to their advantage, actually.
1: Uh, yeah. So, so that, it's, uh so all those teams are undefeated, uh, except Lasalle. They lost so to IMG. And, and technically, uh, technically, yeah, Florida. for Harbin, yeah, yeah. They're,
2: they're undefeated. So.
1: All right. Of course, uh, big, uh, momentous occasion. Uh, Today, the anniversary of 9-11 attack, 9-11 2001, and we we talked about it in the pregame show, Steve, that for the last three years now there's not a player on Elder's team uh, that was alive when this happened, and all they know about it, we're sitting here, they have a a little special on the MLB network of how it affected baseball, and you sit here and you see the the buildings collapse, and the it's just depressing to look at and watch. I don't know, you know, they, they say never forget. Sometimes you wonder how much of this was is being taught and told uh, to, to kids to understand how devastating it was back in 2001.
2: Yeah, and I, I was reading uh, an article where somebody, you know, wished, not wishing for 9-11, but wishing, for uh 9-12 the next day the, the not not the grief but the feeling of camaraderie and we're all in this together and, and uh there wasn't you know whatever side of the aisle you're on everybody was an american and, yeah. and, and uh you know and pulling together and trying to help their their, their fellow man uh, or woman and, and uh you know it's kind of lost today unfortunately and, and uh you know i think a lot of it's cesspool of the internet and uh uh, but, uh, you know, where people get on there and feel free to argue with people they don't know as if, uh, you know, it yeah. makes a big on difference. But, uh, you yeah, know, so it's just, I don't know. I, 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 you know, you don't, you know, the, the lessons are lost. And, and, you know, like you were saying in the pregame show, the, you know, 9-11 is farther away to them than, than the World War II was for us when we were growing up.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was born in 59, and the World War II ended in 1945, so 20 years later, it was 65. So, you know, I was a, a five-, five six-year-old kid uh, 20 years later. Uh, Playing and,
2: combat. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> But I feel, though, that we were well-educated on what happened on Pearl Harbor, the attack of Pearl Harbor. Through our education, we, we learned about it a lot. So we just hope that they, the term never forget. With what's going on in the country and what is happening recently in Afghanistan, you wonder if anybody is still remembering anything. It just seems like uh, it goes in one door and out the other. So <laughs> Anyway, so it, it, it's uh, I, I, I downloaded a look at some things that were kind of like little facts of uh, 9-11 or what uh, uh you know, what happened, but in, in October of, of 2001, 55,000 jobs were lost nationwide at eateries, restaurants and the dec- sales declined uh, so much. Uh, I know airlines were, were grounded. Um, I, I, I saw that, 1337 vehicles were crushed when the towers collapsed, uh, including 91 uh, fire department vehicles. So it was a, a devastating devastating day, which we'll never forget. But, uh, anyways, we're going to take our first time out here. We're at, coming to you live at Roosters on the west side at Crookshank in Glenway. Uh, come on out and join us for a little after-game dinner. And we'd lo- love to see you out here, right here yeah, on the Prep wonderful Sports. Wonderful food, wonderful people. Yes, they are. Prep Sports Radio Game Night. We'll be back after this.
10: If you're caring for a loved one with dementia, it can be stressful. As their needs progress, you need support. At Artist Senior Living, we partner with you and your loved one to provide above and beyond customized care. Experience the Artist Way in Bridgetown and Mason. theartistwaycom slash Ohio. 513-401-7531.
14: Dave here. Is your phone service putting your business on hold? My friends at Fuller Information Technology, no businesses can't afford to pay for the things they don't need or use. That's why the experts at Fuller Information Technology work with you to personalize your phone service, giving you everything you need and nothing you don't. Let them help you save money and give your business the competitive edge you've been looking for. Check out Fuller Information Technology today.
7: Your West Side neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Del High, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent.
0: Talking about Skyline. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible. So to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you.
7: Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schoester-Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schoester, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC.
13: Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com.
0: Prep Sports Radio game night continues. Now, let's go back to Rooster's Restaurant at 5050 Crookshank Road at Glenway with Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel.
1: Continue that little drum line. Uh, you know, I, I normally, Tom, or Steve Geist, he said that he does not like to do Saturday games because uh, he, he does war gaming at home on, on the weekend but on Saturday. But he said he'd come out and do a little, uh, well, there go, he is. Well, so God bless him. And, I, I, and,
2: and I, I made the effort because usually um, I spend the entire show trying to round up all the scores. And uh, we got to... Uh, I got up this morning about 10 o'clock. Uh, hit a button on my computer and all the scores just popped right out. So, without any further ado, I don't want to keep uh, Steve guys going any longer. Let's uh, let's go down the scores. The Greater Miami Conference action. They opened up league play this week. There's uh, Colrain 33, Sycamore 13, Fairfield 34, Oak Hills 14. Fairfield uh, found the win column for the first time this, this fall. So that's their first win of the year. Cody Easy. Uh, 54, Hamilton 21. Lakota East has scored 103 points in the last two games. Wow. Uh, Lakota West 24. Princeton nothing. That's Princeton's first loss. In, in Princeton high-powered offense blanked by Tom Bolden's uh, powerful Lakota West defense. Also his 150th career win as a head coach. Uh, congratulations, Tom Bolden. Mason 40, Middletown 7. There. Hey, Eastern Cincinnati Conference action was Kings 35, Anderson 28, Wintonwood 17, and 13, Walnut Hills 27, Little Miami 21, nice Milford 20, stuff. Turpin 13, Loveland 49. West Claremont 20. Uh, GCL South teams in play last night. We talked about this. Muller 25. Ironson seven. Saint forty one. Penn of Mishawaki, Indiana, ten. Uh, LaSalle 48. Louisville Trendy, 27. McNicholas over Highlands last night, 27-21. It was Edgewood 34. Fenwick 14. Northwest 14. Carroll 14. Mount Healthy 34. Third good Marshall, nothing. Harrison 29. Trotwood Madison 28. Oh.
1: That sounded like a game.
2: Harrison, uh, with three seconds to go, scored a touchdown, and they were one point behind, and they decided to go for a two-point conversion with three seconds to go. uh, Paul Neiman scored the two-point conversion. Harrison wins that game 29-28. So, uh, you know, props to Harrison, the Wildcats, to pull that one out over Trotwood Madison in the final closing seconds of that game. It was Taft 24, Bethel Tate 22, Click Massey 17, Columbus the Sales 7, Notre Dame 27, Fayetteville Perry 21, Western Brown 33, Jackson 28, Miami Trace 41, Goshen 6, Hillsboro 21, Williamsburg 14, Taylor over Finneytown 46-27, Fremont all over Madeira 31-7, Wyoming 30, Indian Hill nothing, North College Hill 29, uh, Ponce 28, Wilmington 21 Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, 6. Norwood, 49. Batavia, 20. New Miami wins in overtime over Hilltop, 14-8. Miami Valley Christian Academy, 16. Gallatin County, 7. Cincinnati Country Day, 47. Hillcrest, 8. Cincinnati uh, College Prep Academy, 22. Summit Country Day, 21. Hughes, 56. Dayton Christian, 19. Withrow, 34. And they move to to, uh, 4-0 on the season. Belmont, nothing. Monroe, 33. Brookville, 13. Waynesville, 45. Middletown, Mason. 26. Springboro 40. Beaver Creek 9. In Kentucky, it was Bishop Prosser 21. Holy Cross, nothing. Boone County 26. Lloyd 6, Paris 32. Ludlow 28. Covington Catholic over Dixie Heights 24 to 8. Estill County 50. Dayton 8. Holmes over Newport 38 to 8. Connor 28. Scott 3, Ryle 29. Sales 7, Beechwood 49. Simon Kenton 21. Newport Central Catholic 23, Walton Verona 14. In Indiana, Lawrenceburg 45, Southport 20, East Central over Franklin County 37 to 8, and South Dearborn 55, Connorsville 8. That usually takes me all night to get those scores. Took me five <laughs> minutes this morning. One click on a button in the print, and boom, there you go. And
1: there they are. So, Steve, guys, thanks for uh, being out here uh, playing yeah. the rusty trombone and uh, leading the, the drum corps and, uh, and off. He goes back into the kitchen. Yeah. There they go. Get those war
2: games going again.
1: What's your thoughts of the early Saturday game, Saturday afternoon? In a way, it's kind of fun. And and frankly, I'm looking out there. I got five of my grandkids showed up. Normally, they're long in bed snoozing. uh, And since the game's so early, they're here tonight. Uh, I got there's Mason and Morgan right there. Uh, Abby, Nora, and little baby James showed up, so there's very happy to several see. Several opinions
2: on it, Mark, but the name of the TV show is Friday Night Lights, uh-huh. not Saturday Afternoon That's Sun. That's right. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for the Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they leave Uh-oh. this Saturday stuff to Lenny.
1: L- look who they showed up Saturday here. Leave the Saturday stuff. Yeah. Lenny, Lenny walks in the door. Yeah. Hey, have a seat, hey, Lenny. You can sit over. You can sit in it. Yeah, saddle up
2: to the bar here.
1: Yeah, yeah. We get play-by-play voice, Lenny. Let me pop up number green one here. He'll have a. All right, Uh, joining us now is Len Harvey, play-by-play voice, and Lenny. It was one of those games that pivotal moments early in the game that it would have, could have, should have didn't happen.
4: No, exactly. There was a couple of uh, big things. Number one. You know, when camera gets the interception and you're like, oh, well, it's 14-7 at this point. They got a shot. They, they're, you know, they're going to get close to a score. Or even if they don't, they go to halftime and they're, you know, get the ball first in the second half, right? That's what you're thinking.
1: Yeah, exactly.
4: And then right away, first play goes for a pick six.
1: The one that, uh, the, the funniest thing, and I was standing next to Steve when this happened, and it was at uh, about... 3:40 to go in the uh, first, first quarter. First, yeah. first quarter, uh, Saint Ed's fumbles the ball. And the ball is flopping oh. around like a fish. Three elder guys go flopping here, there, and also squirts right back to, uh, you know who? Saint Ed's. Ed's guy, yeah. yeah so, yeah.
4: Uh, and I'm on the side that was like, ah, so I can get that. I know. It, you always have to learn to fall on the ball, but the problem is. Your instinct is to pick it up and run it in for a touchdown, and you go to get it, and it's like a circus music. It's like, so that's kind of what happened. Yeah, but, right. uh, yeah. Oh. There was a lot of times. You've I mean, seen
1: I, Steve dancing. Get it, get it, get it, get it. So
4: <laughs> I was talking to some of the St. Edwards families on the way out, and uh, you know, I told them how, what a great team they've got because they do. They, they're they're a good. Sure. Team. They said this was the closest game they've had. Oh, I mean, but. They could see that Elder's got some good players, and they, they they mentioned that. So yeah. it it's one of those things where you look at the score. Yeah, it was one-sided, but you know, three turnovers and there's a lot of chances. Uh, that, like I said, that 14-7, you get the interception, you're like, oh, and that just took the set. When that they did that pick six, it, like, everything went out of Elder. Because the even at the end of the first half, they had 94 yards to go with three minutes, and St. it gets those 94 yards and gets the last touchdown at the yeah, end, and it was right. just like, oh my, you know, yeah. could you be a little nicer? You know, you're coming, you're a guest in our home. <laughs> could you have been a little nicer? Yeah. <laughs> the
1: Saturday, it was a perfect weather game. Oh. That breeze blowing in, sometimes you're in that crisp box, and it's like 150 degrees. It's an oven. But tonight, the wind was blowing through, and it was wonderful.
4: In the words of the, of the great Vince Scully, it was a gorgeous afternoon for football. Yeah, Pull right. up a chair and enjoy.
1: It was. <laughs> So, Len, before we finish talking about the game, uh, uh, we were talking a lot about 9-11-2001. And uh, what a lot of folks who are listening at home do not know is that you are from the New York area. Yeah. Uh, you grew up uh, uh, right across the Hudson River in New Jersey. And uh, it was a devastating time for people in your your area
4: and, and all around your neck of the woods. It was th- it was the worst thing. So I'll just give you a little bit of a kind of a history because I um, lived there until June of 2001. I moved out to Cincinnati, and uh, my family came later around uh, July. And what happened was my son turned one on August 29th, and we decided we were going to go back to New Jersey for Labor Day weekend. Uh, and we had his first birthday party. That was the mistake right there. It was a lot of money. You never do that for a first birthday party again. I learned my it, lesson. With he he never apparently, did. 20 years yeah. later, go. yeah, I'm r- doing it again. I'm, again taking, here, yeah. I'm taking to Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we had his first birthday party. So we we left there on uh, Tuesday, I believe, or Monday, the week before 9/11. Oh my god. So we were there around the fourth of the month. We got back home, and. I was um, So I was already back. I was working for Metro Networks down in Cincinnati, downtown. And I used to go in about 10 o'clock because I like to go for the first shift and the second shift, the, the evening shift. So what happened was we're sitting there watching uh, TV, happened to watch the Today Show. They said they have breaking news coming in. And as they come back from break, you could see the first – you could see the smoke coming out of the first tower. And I said to my wife, I go, It's a Tuesday. It's gorgeous weather. There is no way a plane just miraculously hits the building, right? Something is not right. So as we're watching it, we see the second plane hit, and it's like, you know, oh, my goodness, i got to get to work because there's going to be – so I got into – you know, I'm listening to LW. I'm listening to other things, and I'm, you know, getting into work. But we stayed extra. We did reports. But friends of mine, you know, they worked at the Metro office downtown. They had – uh, they worked later. We had a, 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 a neighbor of ours before we left. He's a firefighter in the Bronx, and he went into those buildings, and, and you know, thank goodness he was okay. But one of the, the interesting stories is a, is a friend, my friend Corin, who worked for Morgan Stanley, Dean Witter at the time, in the second tower on the 74th floor. And she tells this story. She is, uh, after the first tower was hit, they had everybody evacuated. In the in the two towers, they had everybody come down, and after they they uh, they said there was an all clear before the second plane hit. People actually went. The reason why more people died, people actually went back. She decided she was not going back, so she's alive today because her hit it, it hit like right at the oh where, you know where Canner Fitzgerald was right at the top of that. Yeah, yeah. She she was the 74th floor. And she would have been taken out. So uh, she has. So what she does, she quit. She she decided to raise a family, and she tells that story every year. How 9/11 is very emotional for her. And all all friends have different stories. I was actually at a wedding the year before, at the top of the trade center at a place called Windows on the World. Oh yeah. And we had a wedding there. And you're so, trying to envision uh, I, I everything. Just, I could. I don't know. It was. Because I wasn't there, so it was almost like, you know, you move out of an area that you lived there your whole life, and that happens. It's like I, I, I didn't know what to react. I, I kept the papers, but I, I tell this story about my son because the 10th anniversary, he was about 11 years old, and he, he didn't remember, obviously, the first uh, when it happened. He was only barely, you know, uh, a year old. And so the interesting story is I, I kept all the newspapers, clippings, So every year, I heard you talk about that we don't do enough of history with this. Because, like, Pearl Harbor, we all knew. And I agree with you 100% on that. But I gave him all of the newspapers and the clippings, and we started to talk about it. And he said, Dad, if I was there, uh, because I talked about the first responders having to go back and people, you know, taking people and carrying them. And he said, if I was there, I would have gone into the building and, and done the same thing. And I said, yeah, that's the... The stuff that we have forgotten. You talk about never forget. Right. We have forgotten all of that. Right. We have. We forgot it all. And it's depressing because we need to go back to that where we we all, you know. You look at uh, later on and the Mets and Yankees working together to raise money and go to hospitals and do stuff and and they had the baseball game after where the Braves and Mets decided to play and you know I don't know if you saw that story but. You know, Piazza comes up in the ninth inning. It's a home run. There's 35,000 people at a game that nobody wanted to go to. They were afraid that it was too soon to heal. And they, you know, that was one moment. The other moment for me was a little bit after when the president of the United States, who happened to be George Bush, the World Series was being played in New York. It was November. He told his Secret Service, I'm going out there. I don't want to wear the bulletproof vest. I don't want to wear the whole thing. He wore, like, something small. And keep, keep he, wa- he wore something small. But he goes ahead. And he was, of course, the former owner of the Texas Rangers. So baseball was part of, of the Bush family. And he throws a strike. So there were two moments that made me feel like, you know, things were almost going to get back when he's he's got the bullhorn, right? He's going to, you know, get everybody. And then, then the whole the pitch. But it's... You know, people today, I, I, I see um, one of my friends, John Del Giorno, is a helicopter pilot for WABC in New York. And every year you watch his stories of what happened on that day and what he had to cover and the wreckage. And, it, 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 you know, the building's actually collapsing. I was not there, I couldn't envision it. But I know in my mind what I remember seeing and, you know, before it happened. And it, it, it's just, you know, amazing.
1: Well, one of the things we. When we watch every year on Christmas is the uh, the the Home Alone. Um, yeah. And, and the one yeah. scene in there when they're rushing through the airport, and you're not you don't see the security that you got to go through. No. It, it's so stark when you see that. Like, oh my God, what in the world is has happened to us? And it, I, you know, a couple of years ago, your your son uh, in high school age. He, he, uh, with a trip uh, with a group of people, went to Israel. The first thing you think about is what? Terrorism Terrorism. blowing your your kid out of the air. Absolutely. One mistake by anybody. uh, Your kid, I had kids at the Elder Glee Club going on a Europe trip. All I worried about is them blowing up the airplanes. One mistake, and it's done. It changed everything. It
4: changed everything. It It changed everything. The fact that you have to take your shoes off now at the airport, all that stuff is related to 9 911 um, i mean they'll do a full body scan but you still have to t- it's, it's right. kind of interesting but all of that and and I, I think everything today you see people with the hashtag never forget the problem is tomorrow is 912 and everybody forgets it's 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 every year and I, I i don't know when it happened it was definitely not 912 in 2001 it was probably a year later Whatever, And as it's gone, so you have kids now that are in high school that were not around when 9-11 happened, right? Right. So our job, just like it was our uh, family's job, grandparents and everyone, I I really believe we need to do something where we actually teach history from that level, from people who lived it. My my father-in-law lives with us. He's 93 years old, and he has a plethora of knowledge that you have to just suck it in. Of things that you would never have remembered or known about. It's not a textbook. It's somebody who lived it, and we need more of this to continue. And what I what I don't like is that we find a lot of uh, kids don't want to know the history. They just want to do whatever. And and no, it, and it's it's adults too now. It's like thirty year olds. And but I remember having a conversation with uh, with people who uh, I worked with, and they happened to be a little bit younger. They were in their thirties at the time. And we were talking about something as simple as um, we talked about God in the movie. And I said, oh, George Burns? I made yes. it just a reference, right? Yeah, right. They didn't even know who George Burns was. Yeah. Oh, and, and I'm not saying that's as important as 9-11. God, no. But, yeah, Johnny uh, just, Carson. Yeah, I don't know who yeah, that is. Yeah. yeah it's right. like... They don't know, but they don't care to know. I didn't grow up with Humphrey Bogart either, but I know who he is. Yeah, right. I, right. I, I didn't grow up with Judy Garland, but I know who she is, right? That's what I'm talking about. It's... It's just to, to learn from people who have lived it and these stories and the newspaper clippings and just the horror that kids don't even understand just by, I mean, they'll watch a movie, whatever. It doesn't seem real, right? When you watch it right. now. It, it yeah. took me, it took me about close to seven to eight years before I could even watch anything to do with 9-11. I couldn't watch it. I know it's depressing. It they had
1: it on here, yeah. watching, and I, I, I couldn't tell yeah, it. Yeah,
4: I, I look back, and every time I go to New York, it's just like it's not the same. It's, you know, they did. Uh, thank goodness they rebuilt and they put, they put a tower back up, the Freedom Tower, uh, because if they didn't do that, they would have won, right? You know, you have to, you have to get back to somewhat of a normal uh, existence. Although it's, like you said, the airport's a lot different than it than it used to be during the Home Alone days.
1: All right. That's Len Harvey. Uh, Len, thanks, uh, Len, thanks for stopping in. i got uh, Brian insight. Brian Flaherty going to stop up and uh, join us here shortly right here on the Press or Radio Network to take a quick timeout. We'll be back right after this.
0: Support for Elder Panther football is from Cliffview Resort and Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals. Immerse yourself in the natural beauty and serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. However large or small your group, and no matter what conveniences you're looking for, you'll find a clean and comfortable stay at Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals or Cliffview Resort. Proud sponsors of Elder Panther football.
7: Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, or on the web at hoding.com.
0: Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400. On the web at CBWS.com. Support the team that supports elder football. Joseph Toyota, located on Coleraine Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and... Buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Coleraine Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team! I'm Father Jacob Vergis from St. Peter and Paul, California, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Prep Sports Radio game night continues. Now, let's go back to Rooster's Restaurant at 5050 Crookshank Road at Glenway with Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel
1: and we're back at roosters a great night to be out and joining some great food enjoying great food and and having great company here and joining us now is our good friend brian flarity uh, head coach of the cross country team and the assistant principal and you get to deal with all kind of fun stuff but uh, brian one thing i always look forward to i walk a lot in the west side early in the morning and uh, you start getting around late June, and all of a sudden I start seeing these clusters of, of runners. Uh, they're, they're, they're getting in shape for the cross-country season. And, and uh, I had three kids run cross-country. I know what it's all about. I know Steve, Mike over there, is cross-country uh, alum. Uh, but you, you see the first group goes zipping by. They're gazelles. They've been do- this is year three or four. I mean, they're going along, and then all of oh, a sudden the freshmen are, you know. And, and let's be fair about it. Even these kids that are struggling are probably in better shape than 98% of the the population of, of, of America. Oh,
2: yeah, I know that last kid's always still running a couple minutes a mile faster than me. So yes,
1: I mean, they're in yes. incredible shape. But when you see these top guys running, they're not jogging. They're running, and they're running fast, and it's like, oh, my God. So, anyways, so that's the thing. You, you, to motivate people to do a sport that is almost every other sport's punishment, you're going to run, how do you do it? it?
17: It's very difficult in today's day and age. Uh, the kids, you know, they have so many distractions now with electronics and, you know, work, you know, trying to make money. Uh, these kids get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. A lot of them are self-motivated. Uh, we just try to give them an opportunity to compete every single day and every single week. You know, cross country is a sport where you come to practice every day, you're going to race every Saturday. You know, right. We, were, we ran 30 guys this morning in a race. We're going to have another 14 run tonight. Um, you know, every single And that's week. rare to
1: have a, a, a Saturday night race,
17: right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We hardly ever split our squad like we did tonight. We do it once a, once a year just to try to go up north and see what the competition is up north. Um They have the opportunity tonight to run on the regional cross-country course. So if we get back there at the end of October, they've already seen the course. They got a chance to, you know, see what it's like up there. Um, Night races are starting to become a new thing. I think that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. We do uh, do one on Friday nights. They used to start it before the football season. So they got cross-country and soccer got a Friday night before football started. And that was really cool. The kids had a chance to compete. The place was crowded. Uh, We raced at 10 o'clock at night. Are
2: are the courses well lit? Or are you, uh, I mean, describe it, how it's set up. Is it like a lot of cross-country courses, you know, they're coming in out of woods, going over this and going over that. Is that the same deal with a night race?
17: Yeah, so they'll just bring in some portable lights and just kind of, you know, station them around the course. Um, And some... You'll hit some spots where it's dark, and you'll kind of struggle to see. Uh, But for the most part, they bring in the lights. They get it all lit up, and it's a really, really cool atmosphere. Moeller does one. Uh, They call it the primetime invitational. It's always the first meet of the year for us, um, and we enjoy going there. This year, unfortunately, it got rained out. Um, But tonight, this is our first time going to Troy, and they race at 930, so it'll be interesting to see what the course looks like up there.
1: I I, I always remember one of the early races that – some of my kids ran in was in Lebanon, and it was, I don't care, uh, it was late August, and it was hot. I mean, <laughs> it was brutally hot. And I think when my son Pete was uh, junior or whatever, they, they called the race because of heat. There were people uh previous race, were pa- the girls' race were passing out, and they didn't have enough ambulances. It was that hot, so right. it, it's brutal. I mean, it. but these, I don't care if you're the girls or the guys, they're in incredible shape.
17: Absolutely, absolutely. And they train year-round. I mean, it's not a sport you can roll out of bed and just start doing. So we start practicing the, the first Monday in June, and we're getting kids up at 7 a.m., Monday through Friday, all of June, all of July, and for most of August, before we even step step foot in a race.
1: Well, and the funny thing you say about that, I, I can remember my, like, Andy and Rob, when they were running, uh, they, I think you had to be there at 7 Then so they were up. He was saying, "I can't wait for school to start. I can sleep an extra 15 minutes." (laughs) Absolutely, yeah.
17: Especially now, a lot of our kids live in Cleves. We got some, you know, they're they're 15, 20, 25 minutes away, and we're starting at seven. So they're leaving their house. They're getting up at 6 a.m. They're leaving their house at you know 6:15, 6:20. School starts at eight. Yeah. So they get to sleep in an extra hour when school starts. Uh, But we try to do it to beat the heat. You know, like you said, we try to get out. We try to run early in the morning. You know, before the weather gets hot, so we can get a good, solid workout in, and then they have the rest of their day to themselves. They can work and do whatever.
5: The
1: the, the, the thing about you guys run it's a it's a every track or track, cross country meets 5k. Yeah. It's a race. So uh, to be really really good at it, and in the men's division, guys, uh, you you need to be in that 17, 16 range, and it's occasionally you have some. Studs that are in that fifteen fifty whatever, yeah. and you're like, oh, it, 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 the times are just oh. unbelievable. I, I, I would sit there thinking, oh my god, I, I cannot believe they could do this. Uh, and then then, like you said too, it's not like when the season is over, okay, well let's stop. Then the, the, the Polar Panthers start. Yeah. I mean, talk about that.
17: Yeah, yeah. So we we have the Polar Panthers. We run in the winter. Um, we start that. Uh, the Monday after the state cross country meet, that'll take us all the way up until Christmas break. We come back off Christmas break, we start track practice right, that, track start. that. January, that first Monday of January, we start track practice and then we're off and running. So we're doing something year round. Uh, we raced at Little Miami today with 30 kids. Uh, the winner ran 14:57. So I mean, it's you know anywhere you go now, you got to be under you know low 15s, even high 14s to compete anymore. Um, and it's just, it's a challenge. And it's teams, you know, Miamisburg, Little Miami, some of these schools, you know, now are starting to come up, you know, because it's a sport that you put the time in, you put the effort in,
2: you can be successful in it. So training-wise, what, what do you guys do different as a team than, some, you know, than somebody just going out and running by themselves? What, you know, you know do, do you do, you know, is there more of an advantage for them to run as a group Than it is just out there, you know, instead of somebody saying, well, you know, I'll see you at the meet, I'm going to go run on my own. Yeah, so we'll
17: typically, so on Mondays we still go long. We don't go quite as long as we used to when Coach Spencer was there, uh, but we do go long. We'll go eight, nine miles. We put a time on it. You know, you got, you know, that first mile you can kind of warm up and get in the groove, but then we're hitting six, six, 15 miles, you know, pretty consistently. So they're out there with a purpose. Um, Tuesdays we do some type of a speed workout, typically long, mile repeats. Uh, Lately we've been going down to Rapid Run. We've been running the Rapid Run hill like we used to in the old days. Uh, We've been putting that in. Um, We're doing mile repeats at about, you know, 515, 530 pace, but we're giving them about a four- or five-minute rest in between. You know, so they're out there. They're running some intervals pretty hard. Uh, They're doing some miles pretty hard. And we put times on everything just to make it competitive. And then, of course, from a team standpoint, we got 58 runners on the team. So now they're competing against each other. We still got the top seven. We still got the whites. So there's that competition where right, right. he beat me last week. I'm not letting him beat me this week. So that kind of helps as well.
1: Well, no, the beauty of, of cr- the sport of cross country is um, it, it's not so subjective. I, I, I know a lot of people, when your kid's playing uh, baseball, they're playing football. The coach, I mean, they make decisions. There, there might be three guys that could fill that role, but the coach, my gut says this guy. You know, for you, it's like this guy is consistently running at this time. He's going to be the top seven, and uh, <laughs> so you, you you have a uh, a, a really a, a situation where. The proof's in the pudding. Exactly. The top, the best guys are the ones competing in the top seven. And that's basically how the thing works. There's a, 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 a the remain race, the top seven from each team run, and then you, ha, you and the goal is you want the lowest score. It's yeah. not like in football the highest score. But uh, then they have an open race where everyone run, runs. Uh, and there's, so everyone gets involved with it. But uh, it, it's, it's easy on you. It's like, hey, you want to get better? You want to start? Here. Here you go. You
17: exactly know? right. The best part of my job is the stopwatch doesn't lie. <laughs> and I tell the kids that, yeah. you know. Um, the, the top seven this year, we have two sophomores, we have two juniors, and we have three seniors, you know. And we will take anybody, you know, the two, uh, the one sophomore was on top seven as a freshman. We had two freshmen on wow. top seven last year. Wow. Uh, one of them um, has been injured. He's kind of working his way back a little bit. But the sophomore who's on top seven now uh, was kind of middle of the pack last year. He put the time in in the offseason, he ran hard in the summer, um, and he earned his spot, you know. And it's a sport where, you know, it's a team sport, but it's also an individual sport. And that's the best is, you know, if you don't run as well as you had hoped you were going to run, you look yourself in the mirror. It's not because somebody fumbled a ball. Well, tell me,
1: this freshman, obviously he ran as a young man. He just didn't get an elder and started running, or is he that gifted?
17: He's pretty gifted. His dad ran cross country with me. Um, his, o- his older brother is a senior. He runs cross country. He's a basketball player, Frank Reeder. Okay. He played basketball for Phil. Um, and, uh, he's, he's just a, he's an ultra competitive, super talented kid. Hates to lose to his brother. Um, so there's that, there's that family competition in there as well. Um, he did a little bit of running for the junior Panthers. Uh, we do have that junior Panthers program. Um, and he did run a little bit for them, but he's, he's just, uh, he's a very, very talented kid.
2: So uh, you've mentioned Coach Spencer before. You, you've been head coach for several years now. But it, just taking over the, this the tradition uh, of elder cross country, you know, how did that transition go or, you know, what tweaks or changes did, did you make to kind of move the, the program forward?
17: Yeah, I, it was a very difficult transition. I ran for Coach Spencer, you know, um, and I have the utmost respect for him. I wouldn't be where I'm at today without Coach Spencer. So it's hard to replace a legend. Um, In his sense of humor Yeah, (laughs) yes he does The kids nowadays are just a little bit different You know, um, we're battling injuries right now We have a lot of kids Because, you know, when we were young We'd go out, we'd play You know, we play football, baseball, basketball Wouldn't come home until the street lights come on They've got the electronics, the cell phones So they're kind of going from a, a sedentary lifestyle To now all of a sudden running this You know, this sport Which is the ultimate you know, challenge on your body. Um, so we've kind of cut the miles down a little bit, but we've kind of picked up the intensity. So we're more of a, a quality over quantity type of workout. So we do a lot of tempo stuff. You know, we'll run, you know, six miles, but we'll make sure the middle three we're running at race pace. You know, we'll do uh, we'll do intervals. We'll just kind of cut some of the numbers down a little bit. So we're not doing quite as much, but we're doing a little bit more intensity. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got to put the miles in you know, you got to run on the weekends.
1: Well, Brian, the last thing I want to end it on is this, is the fact that if folks, mom and dad, are listening and their kids are grade school guys, uh, guys that uh, they're not sure, you know, they're not big enough for football or whatever, let's talk about the discipline that, that pays off when you're a cross-country guy academically. Uh, these kids are very um, structured, yes. and, and, and cross-country adds a structure, I think, that, is beneficial for what their goal is, is to be well-educated at Elder High School, good Christian young men, and to move on to college.
17: Yes, absolutely. We have a great bunch of kids. I mean, just a great bunch of kids. They, they, Your son comes in as a freshman. They immediately grab him as a part of the program. You know, they take him under their wing. We hold our kids accountable. There's a lot of expectations to run at Elder. Um, but they got to get themselves up at 7 a.m. they got to be disciplined enough to get up, come to practice every day, do their homework. You know, typically we have one of the highest GPAs of any of the athletic teams at doubt. Yeah, so we got to make sure, you know, there's a lot. And the kids hold each other accountable, which is what I like. You know, they don't come to me and say, Johnny's not doing this. They make sure, hey, this is how we do it, and this is what you have to do. And I think it prepares them for the future, you know, to be able to get them out with the work ethic and the discipline and the dedication that it takes to run the sport. It's just going to help them immensely in school, and then obviously in their future.
1: Last question. Uh, We we talked about your job as coach, assistant principal. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, I I remember when I was uh, at Elder in the day, the assistant principal was Tom Otten. Otten. And uh, sometimes Tom Otten had to put the hammer down, and Mm -hmm. that's what you have to do. And And I always remember you couldn't. There's not a, an excuse in the world that that man hasn't heard a thousand times. <laughs> and I'm sure you've heard them all a yes. thousand times. And it's like, yes. he, he's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, right, well, I don't care. And, he, yeah. you know, and you're sort of like, oh, boy. Absolutely. So yeah. it, that, that's the tough part. Most don't have to deal with it often, but when you do, you got to come down heavy.
17: You have to. I mean, you, you know, you have to hold kids accountable, and you have to teach them there's consequences for their actions. And I think the parents send their kids to Elder because they want that discipline and they right. want and they want that they want that accountability. And I tell the kids when they come in as freshmen, you will not slip through the cracks. We will keep an eye on every single kid at Elder. I spend, you know, I spend my mornings sometimes going and, you know, trying to find kids that, you know, are spending too much time in the bathroom or doing whatever, you know, because but they're surprised that I'm looking for them. And I'm like, hey, you know, we hold everybody accountable for what they do. There's consequences. But we try to teach them, you know, hopefully make them better better men of elder. That's our goal. Um, and I think they're respected in the long run because we are looking out for them and we are holding them accountable.
1: And that's what, like you said, that's what, as a parent, why you're sending them there, you want that to be be held true. Well, Brian. Exactly. Well, and okay. Unfortunately,
2: you weren't here uh, week one when uh, – when I, I got my mug from the so- <laughs> Sophie's Angel Run for finishing, and uh, you know, you're know, you talking 14 minutes, 35 minutes for a 62-year-old guy. <laughs> Heck yeah, but you
17: finished. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I could not do that. Sophie's Angels is great. You know, we're upset they moved it obviously during the cross country season, but our kids still love to participate and help as much as possible.
1: Volu- I see them. They volunteer. They're all out there doing it. Yeah. It's just great to see.
17: It is. It is. We try to get out and help as much as possible on the west side. And hopefully we can get some of those kids to come to Elder and and hopefully run cross country.
1: Well, Brian, thank you so much for spending time to yeah, come out tonight. I know it's thank been a long day for you, yeah. and it's going to be a longer day. you got to wait for the results of the, the group coming in from the, the, the night run, so the late night. I, I doubt if you're going to be going up to um, I
17: probably won't be able to make it. No, I, I was going to try to head up, but I don't know if I can get there by 930. I asked so, uh, one yeah. last,
1: one long question too many. So. Yeah. Right. That's
17: okay. Yeah. Finishtiming.com, the results will be up there, so I'll take a look at
1: it. They race at 930. Well, maybe it's time to get something to eat there. Yeah. Yes, it is. Table open right here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll take a time out and we'll Thanks end this thing me. shortly. We'll come back on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
6: For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513 751 1662. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061.
7: Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Del High, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Den.
0: Talking about the Skyline.
1: All right, we are back at Roosters on the west side. We're going to wrap this thing up here shortly. Uh, of course, uh, tonight uh, we have had a great game. At times, Elder Lasso forty-eight fourteen to St. Ed's, and,
14: uh, and,
2: and and Mark, I think you said it couldn't have said it better when you when you were talking to to, to Len before. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. There was just so many. You know, oh. like I was talking at halftime, there's so many missed opportunities but, or, or, you know, missed decisions. And, you know, when we looked at the Pickerington Central game, the same thing. It was like, you know, this is what they were trying to do. They had this open. They had this opportunity. Um, you know, they had all these different opportunities. And, and uh, at some point, they, they need to turn the corner and capitalize on these things. They're showing that they have the ability. And, and you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you can look at it glass half full, glass half empty, um, you know, and, and look at the positives out of it. And, and one of the big positives is all the teams that are getting in the playoffs. Right now, Elder's just trying to get in the top eight so um, to, to host the first-round home game. And, uh, and they want to be playing their best football in Week 11. So, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Doug Ramsey looked at this team as one that's going to be you know, slowly developing and then slowly uh, putting together. And I think every week you're seeing a little bit different, you know, things. So, I, you know, I, I think the, the future's ahead of this team, uh, you know. So. I agree. A lot of good things out there tonight. Score not so much. But, uh, you know, a lot of good things. And I was listening to, uh, in the third quarter, I was listening to the St. Ed's broadcast. Listening to the, I was standing right by their broadcast booth and just, just. And, uh, you know, they were very complimentary uh, of the Elder players. And they realized that Elder had a good team. They just uh, had a better team. Tonight, yeah. You know, yeah. They, they had the horses, and, and that goes a long way.
1: Yeah, it, 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 they are uh, well coached. Uh, they have a lot of great players, and, and it, it shows. It, it, it wasn't Beacon Hill, that's for sure. Well, next week uh, Elder goes down to Louisville, and I know Monday I'm going to hit the ground running, uh, trying to find. uh, As I mentioned at halftime, I I probably open up Pandora's box. Some people are responding uh, and sending emails uh, to the station and so forth. Len Harvey, uh, play-by-play, his son's 21, and they planned a long time ago to go out of town for his 21st birthday. He gave me notice. Yeah,
2: think National Lampoon's uh, a Vegas vacation. Bro.
1: Yeah, they're going to Vegas, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, good good vacation and well-deserved, and he told me that I'd say probably April or May. So uh, I contact John Kirtley, who is, was has been our play-by-play guy, for 15 20 <laughs> even forever and john is uh, now general counsel which is a chief attorney for a uh, huge insurance company out in illinois and he lives in peoria And he said i would love to do that and he was all set up and sadly his father-in-law died of complications who, who,
2: who, just from what i was reading must have been a great great, great guy
1: time. vietnam The complications of uh, covid he had some other things but uh, sadly so, but his wife uh, is going to be in town uh, a lot helping uh, his mother-in-law through the, all the issues. So, he's got three daughters. He's got to help raise, go to work, do all that stuff. So, he said, I just don't think I can do it. So, okay, fine. So, we've been working and working and working. And I got a, a, a guy that is done, I've done work with in the past uh, who was play-by-play voice of the Cincinnati Cyclones for about five years. Very good announcer. Very excited. Talking with him in the morning, he was just thrilled. Absolutely couldn't wait to get back in the booth. And and almost an hour later, his wife uh, they forced her to take a, a COVID test because a lot of people at what Loveland City School she teaches at got COVID, and now he's got a quarantine. <laughs> so it's like, oh my! So we went from Len, and then. Our good buddy Richard Skinner, uh, he couldn't do it. He's trying to find, so we're working on it. Uh, but you, you don't want to get a play by play guy. Uh, we tried, we pride in the quality. Of of, uh, having good people, so we're going to try to do it. I don't want to. You'll be down
2: there, Mark. Why don't you do it? You Uh, and Tom.
1: Well, the one thing is, uh, runner or uh, whatever uh, of of the Prep Sports Radio Network is, I'm smart enough to know that I would be a horrible (laughs) play-by-play announcer, and I would never put people through that. I've always felt that that's, that was my mission, to find people to do it. We've had great play-by-play people with John Lyons. I maybe should try to find him where, over the years, we've had phenomenal uh, announcers. So uh, we're, we're going to try to find that uh, that person right now. But it's just they're, they're, they don't walk around the street. Uh, a lot of people think they know football, but it's not easy to no, do. No, it's, it's an art. It's, it's an art. You have to and, – and, and that's what one, the people – An art that eludes me. Yeah.
2: So next up for the Elder Panthers, uh, traveling down to, to Louisville St. X. Then, then they hit the meat of the schedule with, with uh, going out to, to uh, play the Bombers out at St. X. And then they, they follow that up with uh, hosting uh, Moeller. That's the, the other Saturday game, uh, October, uh, October 2nd. Uh, then they host Ron Colley, who now are sitting at 4-0 and right now. So the, the next the next three teams after Louisville St. X that elder plays are all undefeated at this point. <laughs> uh, so, and then they play, uh, football North on the 15th of October and then finish up with LaSalle. And that game is always a, a, a tough one. And LaSalle, uh, three and one or three and O depending on how, uh, you, you, look at the, 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 IMG Academy game. So, uh, the, 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 the gimmies are gone. Um, and, uh, all tough ones.
1: Well, we knew it was going to be a tough season, and it it is, and that's fine. But we do know Elder's going to make the playoffs.
2: Yeah, they're they're in.
1: They're in. So <laughs> uh, we just need them to peak at the right time. Well, that's all the time we have here at the Great Roosters on Kirkshank. Uh, it's been a nice long night of. Uh, Night, e- early night, evening, uh, early evening, or whatever. You know, it's been been fun.
2: Is that your music uh, I'm hearing in the background?
5: Uh, no,
1: it's coming uh, oh. from that speaker right oh. up there. No, that's not mine. So, but uh, thanks to Paul back at the studio making everything work. Bill Levitt, uh, uh, of course, the general manager of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio helps uh, put all this together as well. We thank him. Len Harvey, fill the thrill, and uh, of course, uh, always thanks to everyone at home listening. On 740, 910 out of Middletown, WHHS, uh, Hamilton, 89.5 FM, and on the web throughout the 25 time zones that circle the globe. If you're anywhere, you can listen to this nonsense. So, anyways, that's all time <laughs> we have. And we'll see you next yeah. week. Hopefully, we'll figure something out yeah. right here. You don't
2: drive like my brother. <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's right. laughs> on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Good night, everybody.
6: You understand what it takes to get a job done right. At a Red Wing shoe store, we do the same. Taking the time to get to know you and the work you do helps us find exactly the right boot for your job. Backed by a wide selection of sizes and job-appropriate styles that are purpose-built for any job. Now that's what we call understanding
0: by design. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Red Wing Shoes. Mall Avenue in Florence and on Glenway Avenue in Western Hills.